0: fucking talent hey what's happening Mike Schmidt 40 year old boy podcast how you doing good better than me probably uh my brain you know eh, fuck it who cares my head anyway hi I'm here doing a podcast talking to you and you but not you get the fuck out of here why are you here I'm not supposed to be talking to you I don't know why you're fucking hanging around we had this discussion motherfucker uh I am here doing a podcast I'm in and back in the old haunt we're not in the old Lily house anymore. Well, not the old Lily house. It's a nice house. Lily's got like a fucking eight, eight fucking bedroom house. It's amazing. She's got like bathrooms. <laughs> I have one bathroom. See, if you got plural bathrooms, you're doing far too well for me to even be talking to you. You shouldn't need me my goddamn friend. If you got multiple bathrooms, I went to my buddy Justin's house in Phoenix. What's that guy got? He's got a, he, I had my own bathroom, which look, let's talk about this. He's got his bathroom in his, his room with him, him and his wife. And that's fantastic. They're lovely and they deserve their own space. But then the bathroom in the hallway is mine. But unfortunately, it's also like in that when the guests came over to watch the UFC, they were in there, too. Ugh. I, one of these guys might have touched my towel. I can't have that. Don't touch my towel, motherfuckers. Who do you think you are? Towel touching. You towel touching bastards. Uh, we're late, as always. Uh, I, I don't know how to explain it to you. And I, I'm, I'm running out of ways and, and uh, to explain to you what's going on. But you don't care at this point, And I wouldn't blame you, really. You're, I'm just happy you're here. You're listening. Last week was fun. Uh, you know, we were a little late then too, but then we got the great call from Lily and then we put the show up and everybody was all happy to have our good friend Lily back in the house uh, or have me back in Lily's house. So the sound is different here too, right? Cause last week I had to swallow the microphone to make sure everything was okay. Uh, we had to go toxic twins. We had to go fucking Tyler and Perry and we were both sharing the same mic. Uh, except she leaned way back when I told the story about jerking off with a bloody hand. That was when she was like, ah, you know, I'm going to go back here because it looks like you're kind of rampaging here. And she was right. You know, that's how it worked. And she could have interjected at that point. It's it's uh now I do well with others. Like, I don't think that I don't play well with others. But uh, but sometimes, you know, because you get used to doing it this way where you're sitting here talking and yapping and whatever the fuck. Uh And, and so then when you're in a room with other people, you have to kind of uh. uh, uh... That's not hard. What the fuck am I talking about? None of this is hard. This isn't hard either. I'm. I, I just my fucking head gets in my fucking way and tells me that I'm. it's hard. But Why? Why would it do that? Why would my head do those nonsense things? I don't know. I can't explain it. I can't fix my brain. Is I yawning at you right now? Why am I yawning? I slept 14 fucking hours. That seems high. It probably wasn't 14. Well, I slept nine last night and then a couple and then what the fuck? Uh, when last we spoke, we were here and we were talking about our good friend. First of all, I was in another place as you've met, as I've mentioned, as you've mentioned, what have you talked about it? Were you guys doing a show? I should listen to that. How's that going? I would love to let, you know, I'm going to sit back here for an hour and listen to you guys talk. Um, last week we wound up at Lily's house and we were doing a, uh, uh an on location joint to catch up with our great friend and find out exactly what's going on in her life. And as you heard, uh, you know, it's, it's life. Everybody's got life. Everybody's going through different things. Hey, I want to do this real quick. Um, I have a friend and I'll, I'll shout it out early because we're, since we're talking about chronic pain and things like that, I have a friend, um, well, I have a couple of friends, I, uh, who am I going to shout out here? Cause, cause I, I'll be honest with you. I got, uh, I got fuck all to talk to you guys about this week. I, cause I am so hungry. I, I, that's, that's what I want to tell you is I'm, I, I'm so hungry, but well, I don't want to tell you that, but that's what I've got going on right now. It's just, it's just so silly, man. I don't, uh, and it's my own fault. You know I mean? I, I, I cook some. But then I, I, <laughs> I'm so I'm so stupid. I'm like, hey, I let the day get away from me. Oh, I should have cooked something. Oh, well, I got to go get some food. Well, don't let the fucking day get away from you. That's the whole point. And that's and look, we're, we're going to have days or we have setbacks because 19 or, or 2020, you know, it's, it's I got a list. I got plans. It's the year we're getting after it. Things are going to change. It's the year of I will and I, I will be making food. Right. I should be making food. I've made some. Uh, I cooked a couple of steaks. I cooked, uh, what was the other thing I cooked, man? I cooked eggs. Oh man. Here's what I made the other day. And it was super delicious. But at the same time, it just sounds like something that, that a monster would eat. It literally sounds like if you're like, Hey, I'm going to put some food out for a moose and everybody's like, okay, cool. Make sure you bring enough because, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm attempting keto. All right. And, uh, some of you lovely listeners out there are doing same uh, the same. Although I'm gonna I'm gonna bust out one of my fucking listeners right now. One of my favorite people. Um, let's talk about a woman named Mary Beth. Let's talk about her for just a second. Mary Beth. Uh, she's been one of the guiding lights in trying to get me to do keto for a while now. Her and uh, and a bunch of people. Our friend Ann sent me a cookbook. Uh, our buddy South Philly Paul. I think he's lost like hundred pounds. He's doing fucking amazing work. So there's a lot of people out there cheerleading the keto for me. So Mary Beth is like, she sent me a picture of her fucking gray lunch once. It was like chicken and celery and fennel. I don't know what the fuck it was. Some bowl. And uh and she's like, here's the lunch today. You can do this. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, <laughs> so last fucking week. And look and look, I'm not really I'm I'm you'll I'll explain. But this I swear to God, this came on Facebook. She sent me a note and she's like, uh hey, we tailgated for an hour and a half outside of Voodoo Donuts in uh, in Houston, and we grabbed a couple dozen. These are definitely not keto. <laughs> and there's just two boxes of fucking donuts in her car. And then she's like, and and uh, and I wrote her back, and I'm like, oh, my God, the Mango Tango is like the unsung hero of fucking Voodoo Donuts. And she said, uh, oh, yeah, the Mango Tango was ridiculous. It was so good. But, uh, you know, back on keto at midnight tonight. Now, uh, I've, I've talked to my friend, John, who happens to be a trainer of some note. And I was like, hey, <laughs> and, and I, look, Mary Beth is at she's she looks good. She's just eating keto, keto to maintain. All right. I'm a monster. So I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to, as you know, my goal was my goal, my my macro goal, my micro goal, I should, I should say. I was like, you know what? If I lose 60 pounds by the end of the year, I'll be happy. That's that's fine. Well, I've lost 26 in 20 days. I mean, I've lost 26 in the first 20 days of doing this nonsense. I'm running two and a half miles a fucking day and uh, I'm getting after it, motherfuckers. That's how I'm doing it. I've said motherfucker like nine times in this show. But our friend Mary Beth, so she's cheerleading. Everybody's cheerleading me, but she can go ahead and have donuts and get back on the keto at midnight. That's fine. I talked to John. He's like, nah, dude, you'll be out of fucking ketosis for like two more months. Like you can't do that. Like I can't even eat. I'm an extreme dude. I'm black and white. You know that about me, right? I can't. Finding the balance is the hardest thing for me. You know what I mean? Because he's like, hey, man, you you can have some carbs. You can have some of this. And I said, look, I don't want any excuses. Like, don't give me any fucking backdoor where I'm like, well, because I mean, I, I read that dark chocolate is acceptable on keto. Now, A, I don't like dark chocolate. But B, I would eat a fucking pound of baking chocolate right now. I mean, I, I'm, that's how I'm, I'm just fucking wired that way. I'm like, God damn it. I want something. But he told me, he's like, you can't have dark chocolate. Don't. Cause he, he, he talked about these things called fat bombs. And look, by the way, let's talk about this. I recognize just how boring I might sound on these shows now talking about this kind of stuff, but this is my life right now. This first month is just, is just me trying to get my exercise, my sleep, and my food thing worked out to where I can kind of hit a stride through February, March, April. Like, I talked to John. I'm like, hey, man, I'll do this keto like all through January. And then, like, Super Bowl Sunday, I'm going to go ahead and fucking tear it up, probably. That was my goal. That was my whole in my brain. I was, because I was like, no cheat days. I want to lose weight. I want to do cardio, all this stuff. And I said, well, you know what? But Super Bowl Sunday, because my buddy, Evil Dennis, is going to be in town. And I'm like, all right, well, let's make this happen. And, and John's like, no, man. He goes, if you fucking do that, you'll be out of ketosis. And it starts all over again. And I, I don't. Because I'm kind of combining ketosis or keto, or whatever the fuck, with intermittent fasting and a ton of exercise, and uh, and you know I step on the scale every Monday and then I see, like I said, I lost seven more pounds last week, and I'm just like, you know, I could fucking do this. Like I could possibly, I could lose thirty pounds by the end of this month, and then maybe thirty pounds by the end of February. So there's the sixty I wanted to lose this year. So then we're looking good. Then we're then we're then we're close to under three bills in the first two months. And that's what I'm looking for is a baseline of operation where I can just start living like a normal person. And again, I please understand, I know how boring I am. I think I mentioned on last week's show, I went to dinner with Justin and I Googled, is octopus keto? Like I'm that fucking boring dude now. What's keto? Like I had to Google our hot dogs keto when I was at Costco the other day with Lily. I took Lily to Costco. um, And and full disclosure, (laughs) I, I created an excuse to go to Costco and I'll tell you why. She was like, uh, hey, you know, because um, she's always, you know, she can't drive. So I'm always like, hey, we, we went to Costco last like six months ago. So I'm like, hey, man, are you uh, you ready? To, you got to go to Costco at all? <laughs> now, there's a reason because my friend Justin in Phoenix, he uh, he sent me a fucking photo. All right, When I was in Phoenix, like, I won't I won't lie to you guys because I was there in December and I. I there was a Walmart. We drove by a Walmart. I go, hey, can we stop in that Walmart? He's like, yeah. I, all right, why? Well, because Walmart sometimes sells that chocolate covered fruit that I was so obsessed with forever. You guys know this. Eventually, Hershey bars took took its place. But I used to buy this chocolate. If you're new to the show, I used to buy these containers of chocolate covered fruit called Dilettante Fruit Medley. It was chocolate covered strawberries, blueberries, cherries, and apricots in a in a tub a fucking tub. And I would so not only did I I would buy them for the candy, but also I I made it a fetish. Like I would go and I would try to count cuz I didn't like the apricot ones so much. So I wanted to get as many the containers I bought like I was buying like one or two containers a day. And this is like a pound of chocolate, all right? But I would sort it out to where I had I wanted to have the most uh cherries and strawberries. Blueberries were fucking incidental and then the apricots I didn't care about. I didn't want jar, but the tub, so I would literally go to Trader Joe's and I would count. I would pick up each tub and I would hold it like up and count around the bottom and try to count. I was like, and in my brain, I would keep track. I'd be like, all right, this has 17 cherries and uh, 18 strawberries and I'd put it to the side because that was a good count because mostly you'd get like 12 strawberries and like and 13 cherries, whatever. But it was, if it got higher up and I could see, if, and sometimes I'd, it would be so I would count the oranges. I would be like, okay, there's only eight apricots in here that I can see. Fuck, that's a good that's a good tub. Let's move that to the side. And then I would come home and I would open up. And again, believe me, I know what this says about me. I, I did a show on it by year three or whatever the fuck. I um, I would open the candy and I would dump it out and I would sort it. I would have all the whites over here, the reds over here, the blues over here, the oranges over here, and then I would repackage them so they were even. Because I would buy like two or three tubs. So then I'd wind up like with like 33 cherries and say 27 strawberries. So I'd put 11 cherries and nine strawberries in each tub and then whatever amount of blueberries. And then all the apricots would go in their own tubs and I would put them in the cabinet because I didn't want to eat them. They were, those were the in case of emergency break glass candies. Like I, I didn't care for the apricots. But if something horrible happened and I couldn't find because this would happen around the holidays, Trader Joe's would run out of that candy. And I, I have there, I, I'm Look, I'm not ashamed to admit it, but I'm ashamed to admit it. I have driven to, in one night, six different Trader Joe's trying to find that candy around the holidays and, uh, and getting mad, like getting furious that they didn't have it. And then calling ahead sometimes going, Hey, hold, hold those for me or hold a couple and and settling for like, you know, a bunch of oranges. I didn't give a fuck. I was addicted. I'm a fucking addict. So finally One time I go into Trader Joe's and they're gone and in their stead are a bunch of the same tubs, but they're, it's Trader Joe's chocolate covered fruit. Now Trader Joe's is notorious for this. They'll carry name brands, but until the doctors at Trader Joe's lab, until Dr. Joe himself steps up and goes, you know what? Here's what I've got. And they develop their own recipe where they can go ahead and keep all the fucking money for themselves. They don't have to pay dilettante to fucking licensing fee or whatever the fuck they do. they, uh, They make their own version of the product. And the funniest part of the Trader Joe's version is like when you would get the dilettante fruit medley, if you Google it, the cherries are dark fucking red. The strawberries are white. The blueberry are intense blue. The orange, a bright orange, the apricots. Well, if you get the Trader Trader Joe's fruit, you ever buy that bad Easter chocolate that's not real chocolate? You got Nestle, you got Hershey, you got Cadbury, and then you just got chocolate. And it's uh, it looks chalkier. It looks different. Uh, it's got the colors are just a little bit off, you know. And that's what it was with the Trader Joe's fruit. Instead of like dark red, white, dark blue, orange, they had like pink strawberries and ecru, fucking cherries. You know what I mean? Just like, what are you doing, you assholes? Everything, it just it's just off. So to the point where I actually wound up going to Trader Joe's. I was at Trader Joe's last week. I'll talk about that in a fucking second. But I was at Trader Joe's. And they had, they're gone. It's gone. I'm sure it fucking failed because it wasn't, it's nowhere, it can't even come close to the dilettante effort at the fucking chocolate covered fruit, right? Because I bought it. Sure. I, again, I'm an animal. So I bought it when I first went in there. I was like, all right, I'll give this a fucking day in court. I took it home. And again, it's just that, it's that off fucking brand, man. It's just like, it's, it's, it's just not, it's, it's, you know what, it's probably, it's probably like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I don't know why my mind went there, but it's going to make you guys go, wait a minute. we do, we're, What's Mike talking about? Never mind. Forget I said it. Um, it's just phony. It's like eating that Beyond Meat, probably. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it just, It's just, and I, look, I understand everybody's like, no, it's really good. You got to try it. It's plant-based. Look, man, you're talking to a fat guy who's been eating steak and burgers his entire fucking life. He's going to know the goddamn difference between biting into a cow and biting into a fucking patch of moss. I don't give a shit if you put grill marks on it at all. You can fucking take a lily pad and roast the fuck out of it. I'm going to go, yep, that's fake. And you're going to go, no, dude, it's totally a hamburger. Fuck you, man. It's a Moss burger. I don't want a Moss burger. Jesus Christ. I also don't want a gross burger. So take your stir crazy walking. (laughs) Ha ha. So yeah, I, uh, so I bought their fake candy and they had it, but I will tell you, but I went to Trader Joe's last week and it's fucking gone. So, uh, so after Trader Joe's discontinued this fruit, uh, now it became a passion project because here's the thing. It was five bucks a tub at Trader Joe's, all right? So I was spending five, 10, 15 bucks a day to get this candy because that's how I live, man. Big fucking baller. You know, some people go out and they buy the best bourbon. Some people buy the fucking big-ass uh, tomahawk ribeyes. You know what? I buy a pile of fucking candy that I could dive into like a ball pit at a fucking McDonald's. Uh, So I, I they, they they abandoned it. And then one day... You know, I I had already moved my Jones over to fucking Hershey's, which, and look, I don't want to discard Hershey's. They're fucking delicious. Again, that's just, that's just seven ounces of my childhood right there in six squares. Oh, no, eight squares. One, two, three. Yeah. One, two. Yeah. That's, that's eight squares in a seven ounce giant license plate of chocolate. Um... So I like the Hershey's, but that chocolate-covered fruit, it was, uh, you know, you got to eat that with a pinky in your ear. All of a sudden, your ear? <laughs> pinky in the air? You're erudite. You're that guy. You're the fucking Monopoly guy eating a handful of fucking candy with with from from a chocolate-covered fruit? Again, when I was a kid... There would be, you know, candy bears are like, yay, candy, wee! And, you know, kids are playing in grass and they tumble around in dirt and they eat a handful of candy, whatever the fuck, that's the commercials. But then there'd be stuff like Toffee fay, where the queen is eating it. And you're like, ooh, <laughs> as a kid, it fooled me. Like, I was like, ooh, that's, oh, look how fancy that is. I gotta get my fucking teeth around that. Toblerone, what the fuck are you talking about? Toblerone is just, Toblerone, is, it's, and that's, I don't even know what Toblerone is. Isn't it like, it's it's like nougat with fucking almonds, but fucking covered in chocolate, but also it's triangular and it's just it just you know what it looks like? It looks like a failed dildo. I won't lie to you. Like if you had a shit out of Toblerone, how bad would you tear your ass up? Oh my god, that fucking triangle shape? Oh, oh, oh fucking it comes out of the play-doh fuzzy pumper, just that fucking triangle. You're like, yeah, that's cool if it's play-doh, but if that's shit coming out of you, you're just like, oh, this hurt like a motherfucker. But Toblerone is supposed to be fancy. It's it's not even sold with the real candy. You go into the store, there's a bunch of candy, candy aisle, da, da da, and then you're walking down another aisle like the fucking candle. And all of a sudden there's like Toblerone fancy. Why don't you buy this now? Hey, rich person who happens to be in a grocery store. Why don't you take on this Toblerone? It's, it's, it's fantastic. And then you go, yes, of course I'm tricked into buying the fucking rich candy. Toffee face. Same thing. The to- Toffee face slogan was even it's too good for kids. I think I've talked about that in this fucking show. God damn. How have I not? What haven't I talked about? Let's, let's discuss that 12 fucking years. What the fuck haven't I talked about? So I sit here fucking staring into goddamn space going, what am I going to talk about this week? Nobody wants to fucking hear me talk, but then I talk and I go, oh, here we go, Toblerone's shit. Uh, and everybody's like, yay, rejoice. I'm glad the show was a day late so I could hear Mike talk about fucking Toblerone coming out of his ass. <laughs> not my ass, your ass. I don't need Toblerone. All right, I'm not fancy enough. I'm not rich enough. I'm not rich enough for a Toblerone. And rich people don't even like that kind of fucking candy. Rich people buy... I'm sure they've got, like, fucking chocolate-covered, uh, you know, rhino tusks. That's the shit that they eat, man. That's what rich people do. Fucking endangered species. Like, you know, like on that old Mighty Python skit with Crunchy Frog, they're probably eating some fucking, uh, uh, what's that thing called? A capybara? Yeah, chocolate-covered capybara. That's what a rich person's eating. Just biting into that and eating his bones. Capybara bones. Yeah, yeah, that's... Because we get haystacks. You never get that with, like, fucking... Isn't haystacks, like, r- crunchy noodles? Oh, my God, that's fucking cool as shit. Actually, haystacks, I think, is coconut. But you ever eat those chocolate-covered fucking Asian noodles? You know those hard Asian noodles you get for chop suey? And then sometimes they cover them in chocolate and you eat them. Oh, my God, is that a fucking treat? Jesus Christ, is that fantastic? And you, you almost say <laughs> you, you can't even swallow them. That's how good they are. You, just, you know what? You, gotta chew, you, you chew up a fucking bunch of those uh, uh, chocolate-covered Asian noodles and spit them in your mouth and use them as lube. There you go. Spit them out of your mouth and spit them in your hand and use them as lube to jerk off with because they're fancy, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, that's a lot of motherfucker. Uh, so this candy was discontinued, of course, from Trader Joe's and it was gone. So I moved on to the Hershey bars, but then, but then, but then, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and this was all, you know, let's blame Lily. This is her fault. She was here last week. So let's blame her. She wound up moving to a different city from where she was before. She used to be in the oldest building in Hollywood. I mean, I followed her to three different buildings. I think, yeah, three different buildings. I recorded with Lily until finally she's like, Hey, little boy, you should probably do this yourself. Quit following me. Go home. And I said, Lily, Lily, come back, Lily. And she rode off. And I was like a little dumb fuck lemon head. And Jack Palance just laid there bleeding, and I was like, "Who the fuck's gonna record me now, Jack?" Uh so she bailed, and then I, and that, but I'd follow her. I went to these different houses or different wherever she lived, and then in her last, the new place where she's at now, there's actually a Walmart close by, and she was like, "Hey, can you take me to the Walmart?" I said, "Yeah." So we went there, and she had to pick up some stuff, and uh, and here's my disease. Whenever I'm in a new place, I look for weird chips. Now I, I will tell you this: I I I have a thing for Walmart. Okay. Not an ironic thing where it's like, look at that fat lady in a tank top. I don't give a fuck, man. Be whoever the fuck you want. And also, that shit always drives me crazy when people are like, ah, the women of Walmart. Oh, the people of Walmart. Look at these grubby hillbillies. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey. Hey, some people want to save three bucks on dish detergent. And why the fuck should I put on a tuxedo to go buy a fucking jar of Senka? I mean, I, I, what the fuck? It's so stupid. This fucking whole society is just like, ah, look at you, pointing and laughing at everybody. And look, I probably pointed and laughed at people. I probably pointed and laughed at people 15 minutes ago. I don't fucking remember. But it's just, it's when people put that shit online and they're like, ha ha, look at this dummy. When the fuck you look at this dummy? Although yes, don't go back in my Instagram because one time there was a guy doing pushups in the Vegas airport and I posted him online and everybody's like, some people are like, "Wow, look at that weirdo," and then some people are like, "Wow, why are you shaming this gentleman for his exercise habits?" It's like I don't know because he he pulled me into his orbit. Fuck you, Lelaine. Go home. Go find a go find a you know do it in the bathroom at least. You know if you're gonna do that, don't fucking do it in the middle of everybody. But what you know? But what do I know? Fucking everybody takes their shoes off everywhere now. That's fucking gross. People take their fucking shoes off on a plane and uh, whatever. We've talked about this a million times. All right, whatever. (sighs) Do you think I'm equally 50% grumpy old man and 50% dumb guy who doesn't care about anything? I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm not dumb, dumb, but I mean, just like fucking, you know, weird. Not weird. What the fuck's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Cool. Yeah, that's it. There you go. I'm a cool guy. (laughs) That's the word I was absolutely looking for. I don't know, man, I, I just because uh, I don't want to be I don't want to be a get off my lawn, dude. I want to be I want to smile and be like, I think I'll go for a walk outside. Yeah, the summer sun's calling my name. But instead, I'm more of a fucking, uh, you know, <laughs> I have found some kind of temporary sanity in this shit blood and come on my hands. That's who I am more as a guy. I think I don't know. I could be both. You can be part tool, part Brady Bunch if you want. <sighs> I don't know. And I guess I shouldn't because blanket statements is, what, statements is what gets you in trouble, you know, but I just I just we're all fucking flawed. We're all messed up. Everybody's got their own bullshit going on. And and, and look, I I reserve the right to make fun of anything because it's funny and that's that. And I know. And I, I'm a, I'm a you know who I am. I think Green Day who said it best. I'm a walking contradiction. All right. <laughs> so I go to Walmart with Lily once. This this might all be me talking, telling you shit I, I told you before. I go to Walmart with Lily and my 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 sickness is the no matter what well, first of all, so again, let's I, I forgot to say this. I like Walmart. I I I mean, I don't, I don't like them because they're fucking their workers and stuff. Because now we have to look at everything through the prism of that, too. We can't just be like, hey, I went to Walmart and saved $8 on groceries. Instead, it's like, oh, I went to Walmart and I saw Lupe, whose children are sick and does not make enough money as a cashier. I mean, I don't I don't, I don't want it to be that deep. The whole world, though, you have to fucking, you, you just have to be a tuning fork for everybody else's suffering these days. And I just, I just want to buy my fucking chips and get the fuck out of there. I don't want to have to look into the eyes of somebody and go, "Oh man, they had a bad Christmas this year." <laughs> yeah, well, you're wearing a blue vest; it happens. Uh, but but at the same time, it's not like I don't have any empathy for them. I hope good things for them. And like, and again, I'm I'm Mister Pink. You know who I am? I'm fucking Mister Pink. You want to tell me how to vote on this? I'll vote on it. You got a piece of paper? I'll fucking sign on it. Sign it. But I I but the rest of it, I can't. I can't. I'm drowning. All right. I can't. I can't be the guy who keeps giving the inner tube to everybody else and then goes down for the third count. But I will. I'll try. I'll do the best I can to help everybody I can. I don't know what that means. I don't know what the best is. I don't know who I'm gonna help as I sit here and yammer at a fucking desk. I think I helped Lily. I think last time I checked, her Kickstarter was almost fucking funded. Look at that. See what you guys did, you fucking cool ass motherfuckers? I can't let the motherfucker, stop. You guys are uh you guys are badasses, man. You know, I did that fucking show last week and I I talked about it and immediately people stepped up and started donating. Uh, you're just the best. No, like I, and, and don't think I'm not fucking guilty of the fact that I, I or feeling guilty about the fact that I have my hands in your pockets all the fucking time. I'm like, Hey, uh, Patreon, Hey, come watch me play video games. Give me a dollar. <laughs> but that's my job. And I know it sounds like a weird job. Everybody else has real jobs out there. Whatever the fuck we've talked about this a million times. This is my crises of conscience. And it's probably better spilled out on a couch with Shannon than it is with you guys here on a fucking microphone. But this is the show you get, um, so I, I have a, a soft spot for Walmart for uh, for reasons that I'll tell you uh, just the, it was I would go there with my ex because that was the big thing in her. T- like She had a really small town. So if you needed anything, you needed groceries. There were two grocery stores, too, but you, we would go there. We would go to Walmart all the time and we'd walk up down the aisles and we'd get whatever. And I liked the Walmart there because it was 24 hours. So, like, sometimes I would, she had to work super early in the morning, so I would take her to work, and then I would stop there, and then I would get a bunch of ingredients that I was going to cook later that day in the crock pot or whatever the fuck, and then go home and get another couple hours of sleep. And it felt... Walmart, to me, feels like being in a family. Shopping at Walmart. It... it uh because it—that's what it was like with her. You know, we would go, we would shop, we would do stuff, and then we'd come home. We'd cook food, we'd hang out, or I'd run up there if we needed something. Hey, let's run up to Walmart and grab something. It just—it just felt. I and look, I'm making that store part of it. It could have been any fucking store. It could have been Target. Could have been Meyer, Could have been uh, Fairway. I don't know. It could have been any of those things fairways only i don't know what fair i've never stepped foot in a fairway it's only in my head because they closed it this week and people are mad which always makes me laugh when people are like oh i can't believe this store is going under it's terrible oh and then they'll, they'll order 10 things from amazon and you should you should always order from amazon because amazon is great use my link all right um this whole thing's a house of cards right the whole thing's falling apart like i, I read some fucking thread on on twitter about genocide and how genocide is made and this is again you want to know why the show's late because again i buried myself in fucking darkness uh hey it was about genocide and what's going to happen and, and how they set the groundswork for it and we're already at like step 18 in this country this woman had like a 22 thread thing 22 fucking tweet thread or whatever and she's and we're already at step 18 in this country and 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 i i don't i don't fucking know whatever all right and now I know you know it's funny as Jesuit's gonna write me and go, "Hey man, it's the best time to be alive in history." And I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, of course it is. <laughs> I'm sure it is, as long as I'm not tied to a chair with a bag over my head, pissing myself at eight years old because I didn't like the fact that my skin was browner than theirs." Uh, all right. So, so Walmart to me, it's like I enjoy it because I go there and it it's it's kind of a it just it felt like being in a in a family. I I, I look. There absolutely are echoes of what my relationship was in that, where we'd like, hey, let's run up here. Or, let's go there. It's the same thing like if I go to Walgreens now and I'm in the candy aisle or whatever the fuck now, like I'm just there to get candy. But also like she and I would go when, on the day after a, a holiday, like the day after Valentine's Day or the day after fucking Christmas or Thanksgiving, we would run up to see like the, the candy sale or whatever. and We'd buy like you know, three, she'd get jelly beans and I'd get whatever the fuck that was like 30% or 40% off. And it was a thing that we did. It was always like, oh, I can't wait to do that. You know, and, and so that's the reasons it's stuck in my head. It's not like I'm like, oh, I miss it so much. It's just, it, it, it sets those images to flashing in your head. So um, you can, but my point is you're never going to go wrong asking me to go to Walmart. Cause I'm going to say yes immediately. So, uh, Lily asked me to go to Walmart. I said, sure. And this is years ago. I mean, I'm talking, this has got to be, because again, this is when I was recording with us. We're looking at five years ago. So I took it to Walmart and my disease is I will always go to the chips aisle looking for weird chips. And I'll always go to the candy aisle looking for candy. You know, I'm because also another thing about Walmart is they, uh, you know, those can't the candy bars, the Hershey's bars, they're like three bucks at Walgreens, at three bucks at uh, at Ralph's. They're two bucks at Walmart, the giant Hershey bars. So, uh, so that would always be like, Oh, maybe I should get a couple of these. And also when I would go with my eggs, I'd buy like a few of them so I could have them for the flight home. Uh, I'm addicted, man. I mean, it's been, you know, if I really sit and think about it, it's been, it's been fucking 14 years. Candy has been like a major, major addiction in my life. Uh, I've already told the story on here of what flipped me to candy because I had the surgery and I went six months of just fucking rigid living and then finally, I was out for with Lily and her ex husband. It was me and my ex wife and Lily and her ex husband, and uh, which should tell you how that dinner that dinner went. <laughs> oh Jesus, was that the fulcrum? Was that the end of it? Uh, but we went out, and then there was a uh, it was his birthday, and so he he ordered like a a, a fucking fudge cake. And my doctor had said to me, hey, man, try everything. You know, you can still see if you can eat stuff. But, I mean, if you've got the surgery, you know, you got to be careful about everything. But you could get sugar dumps. You could get the other. I I almost wish my doctor had said, don't ever do this. You can't. Because, you know, they. it's like they said, you, you can't ever take Advil again, period. You can never take Advil again. Also, we're 98% sure you should never have milk. Like, don't have milk. You can eat dairy like cheese and stuff like that. But don't drink milk anymore. It's just it's not good for you. So, so that was like they went right on the list of things I could do. All right, no Advil, I have Tylenol, no milk. Period. I like water anyway. I was drinking Propel too, but they said, "Hey, try anything else. You can try some desserts. You know, if it, see if it works." Well, I mean, I almost wish they had told me I could never do it because I, I think I would have been able to hold off. But I tried that fudge cake, and nothing happened. It was just you know delicious fudge cake. So I had a, you know I had another bite of it, and I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting." So then. Uh, that, that was, uh, I think it was January possibly or no, was it? No, no, that was, no, actually it was in uh, October. It was in October that that happened. And then I was like, Hmm, that's weird that I could have that. And then I kind of hemmed and hawed and I had a little bit of candy like around Christmas. You know, I had a chocolate covered orange. I remember that and it was fine. But then what really killed me was then Valentine's day came along and I, you know, they, they put the Valentine's day shit up in January. So I'm like, all right. So it was right after Christmas and they had these Nestle's crunch hearts. So I bought a bag of Nestle's Crunch Hearts, and I ate the whole fucking bag one night while I was on the Internet, and they, I was fine. And I was still working out hard and stuff, but I was like, oh, here we go. This is perfect. So then I was buying one or two bags of Nestle's Crunch Hearts every single night. I would go up and grab them. And at that, at that time, Walgreens was open 24 hours, so I'd go up sometimes at 3 in the morning and grab them. And, and that's I would just that's what I'd eat. And I it just got me rolling to when I went from that to when I, then I discovered the fruit. And, and I mean, I, and this is back, you know, we're talking 2006, man. So I just, even though I was still like looking good and feeling good and working out, I was still eating a a fucking bunch of candy. So, uh, and yes, I, I recognize this, this, this is a paper thin show, but these are the things that are in my head right now are, are trying to fight with this diet and trying to fight with, you know, I, I mean, I, I've had food issues forever. We've talked about it, and, and but who the fuck wants to hear of uh, a fucking dude bleeding about his food issues? Blam yeah yeah, and then there's candy, uh, hoo, hoo. you know. I, I don't want to be that fucking dude, but I am that dude. And here we go. So why do I apologize in the middle of it and then just start doing it again? That's the that's the weird part. If I'm going to do it, just fucking quit. If you're going to apologize, well, whatever the fuck. So uh, so then I moved into the fruit the fruit <laughs> the fruit section of my life, the the fruit period. Uh but then I went to Walmart with Lily and she's shopping, and I went down the candy aisle and it turned out they had the chocolate covered fruit and this was after I you know it was long gone from Trader Joe's This is about a year I think after I had given it up and I was like, what the fuck now they didn't have a tub here's what they had they had a bag of cherries, just a bag of the individual cherries from Dilettante and then they had a bag of what I would get the apricot white the the red, white blue, and orange mix. And I was like, "Holy fuck!" So they had at the time, they had three bags of the mix and then like one bag of the cherries. I bought all of them, and for you know just for good measure, I bought a couple of the big Hershey bars, and and then it was just a fucking candy orgy at my house over the next couple of days. And I was like, "Dude!" So then it got to be every time I would go to Lily's, I would go to Walmart and look for the fruit. Now I do. It was in my, in my my own head. I was like, well, it's not every day. It's not every day, man. You know, it's not a big deal, but fuck you, man. It was every fucking week. Every time I could record the show, the thing I would do afterwards is I would go, and I, I even asked her, I'm like, because there was also a Walmart grocery store that was close by. There was a regular Walmart Supercenter and then a Walmart grocery store. I went to the Walmart grocery store. They didn't have it. And I was like, oh, no, but then I went to the Supercenter, and that's where they had it. I was like, okay, cool, and then I just kept buying it there until Walmart discontinued it. And I was like, what the fuck, man? I went, I went over there like two weeks, three weeks in a row and they didn't have it. And I asked the guy and even, and the, even the sticker for it was off the shelf. So that's what I knew. And I, here's the big deal. Like, it, you know, if I could buy this shit online and have it delivered to my house, there's no doubt I could have it sent to myself. However, online, man, the thing I used to buy is like 11 bucks on their website. It was five bucks at Trader Joe's, but it's 11 bucks on their website. And I don't get to count how many things are in it. What if they send me a thing that's half fucking oranges? I'll be fucking furious. Half the thing was the ritual of counting the fucking chocolates and the colors and sorting and all that bullshit. So I don't want to take the chance of ordering online. So, but whenever I see a Walmart now, whenever I'm in a town or whatever, like it's it's a, dude, I've been Ubering before late at night and seeing an, a fucking Walmart in like Boyle Heights or something, and I'll just go, oh, all right, I got to dump in there, and and I'll do it. I'll park. I'll go in. They don't have it. Uh, it's just, it's just one of those things on my radar screen. So we were in Phoenix and Justin and I were actually heading home from the gym, which was hysterical. I told you I bought the cake. Uh, did I tell you I went to Walmart looking for the candy? I don't know if I did. We went and bought weird chips, but the reason I went there was I was looking for candy. I was looking to see if they had the candy. They didn't have it. So this is a long way around to getting around to telling you that this week I got a text from Justin or a week ago. I should say maybe that it was eh, a week, 10 days. And it was just a picture of the candy, and it was a big. It was the big containers, not the tubs. They sell these fruit wheels, and they're segmented, so they have cherries. They have all the stuff, and they actually have the addition of chocolate-covered cranberries. And he said, "Hey man, this is this is at my store. It's nine bucks each at Costco." Uh, it wasn't at Walmart. It was. I'm sorry. His buddy sent in the photo. He goes, "Hey man, my buddy saw these at Costco, nine bucks each." And I was like, "Holy fuck." So I, you know, I don't have a Costco membership. I don't know anything about Costco, but this happened, you know, like 10 days ago. And so I texted after Lee and I reconnected. I'm like, hey, you uh, you had any interest in going to Costco by any chance? And she's like, yeah, that'll be great. I need to do this. I got to redo my membership. I said, great. All right. And then we get there. <laughs> I pick her up and stuff. And she's like, what do you need to get? And I go, I don't really need to get anything. She's like, well, why'd you want to come here? I said, well, she goes, what? And I showed her the picture and she's like, "Ugh." And, and I, I kept saying to myself and to her, I'm like, well, I'm not going to eat it right away. It'll be like in my house, like a prize where I can eat it eventually. Once I hit a certain number, like I'm, it'll be there like as a, a sort of Damocles hanging over my head. Once I fucking finish, then it can fall and spike me. I don't fucking care. Um, but I think we all know I probably would have eaten it that night. I mean, I, I, I absolutely would have wolfed it because I would have stared at it for a bit and I would have been like, ah, no problem. Cause I have, I have willpower, but I don't have willpower. And to get that fucking candy in my house would have been fucking amazing. So, uh, so I stared at it and I looked and I thought and I wanted it. And, and I, I, I was like, sorry, we got to go to Costco. And went to Costco. And I went down the aisle and they had like, uh, chocolate covered raisins and chocolate covered almonds. And then they had Bridge Mix and then they had chocolate covered blueberries, but from that knockoff company. I forget their name, Brentwood or something like that. It's not dilettante. Dilettante's your fucking, that's your fucking chocolate covered fruit family. That's, that's who you really want, baby. So, uh, I went to Lily, I go, look, I don't have it. I go, I might ask a, I might ask a worker. So there was a woman who was folding shirts and I went up to her and I go, Hey, uh, I'm looking for like a a certain chocolate covered candy. It it, it looks like this. Do you know where it would be? And I had the photo on my phone. She goes, Oh, give me your phone. So I gave her my phone and she leaves. She goes to walk away. Excuse me. She goes, Oh no, no, I'm going to, I'm going to ask them up front. They can go ahead and look at the computer. And she just keeps walking. So then I like walk with her. I'm like, hey, that's uh, yeah, that's my phone. Like, it was really cool that she was willing to help so much. But also, the fuck are you doing taking off my goddamn phone, man? Where the fuck do you think you're going? I'm on a candy hunt. I don't need a fucking Sancho. It was like, I, I've been playing these video games. And like that game Uncharted, there's a dude. He's like the hero. He's like the Indiana Jones. Then he's got an old fat J. Jonah Jameson friend. That's why I felt like. She's the hero of Uncharted going to find candy. And I'm just following behind her, wheezing, smoking a cigar. Like, hold on a second. This is my candy, motherfucker. But she kept going. I followed her to the front. She found a manager, and he's like, uh, "Oh yeah, no let me look it up." And he looks it up, and I told him how to spell the word. He put in the word "dilettante," and it came up. And dude, they carry like thirty different products from Dilettante, like mint stuff and chocolate snowmen and all sorts of bullshit. But then they had the uh, the a fruit wheel, and then they had a, a, a fruit medley. They had whatever, and then uh, and they're all and none. They're all gone. They're all gone. He looks at me. and He goes, "Oh man, that was a seasonal item. It was for Christmas." I go, well, check this one. And he looks at the fruit mentally. I yeah, had to check this one. It's the fruit wheel. Because he I, he was like, we might have some in the back, but we, they'd be on this computer. And finally, he uh, he pulled up, I, I forget what it was. It was like the fruit pack or something. And there was one in Laguna. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, there's one in Laguna. He goes, I can call him and have him hold it for you. And I'm like, nah, Jesus Christ, I'm not that much of a fucking fiend. No, nah, we're good. Uh, but it was, but I had tricked, I had somehow tricked Lily to going to support my habits and went there to go ahead and try to find it. And then, and then, uh, failed. And I know it's a good thing. I failed. I did. I, I shouldn't be eating it. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have it, but Jesus Christ, dudes, I am, I am, I am, look, I'm doing the right thing. I'm not eating the wrong things. I've had no chocolate. Uh, we're at what? I don't know what it is. January 21st, whatever the fuck I've only, I've only backslid on the on the i think wednesday was the first so we'll look at uh, it was the fourth and fifth the first weekend of this of this month i did cardio and i lifted but then on the fourth and fifth i there was one chocolate bar left in my house and i kept thinking about well and i'm like i don't want to throw it away that just seems like wasteful whatever maybe i'll save it as a prize and fuck you i devoured the fucking thing on saturday the fourth and then i went to my chinese house and i got fried rice and soup dumplings and i'm like and then no cardio, and then I just I just felt like, dude, this is the fourth and the fifth. Like your your whole thing was no chocolate and and all cardio. Like, what the fuck are you doing, man? How could you let yourself down? And so since that time, I've done cardio every single day until yesterday. Yesterday I got to the gym and it was locked, so I had to wait for John to show up uh, to lift, and we just lifted extra hard, you know. And and uh, and and also today, which is Thursday, no cardio because uh, I mean I haven't done anything today. I've I've been fucking hiding, so. So tomorrow, back on it in the morning, uh, cardio wise, and uh, and lifting also in the afternoon, and and so I'm doing good. I mean, I, I've I've reconnoitered my life. I've worked it in a way where I'm 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 still okay. Um. Oh, and all. Yeah. I'm I'm sure a lot of you are wondering about my finger. Let's talk about that for a second. Oh wait, what else is it? well? But there's other things about it. Well, no fuck. We'll talk about this. I'm okay. Uh. The food is boring. It all seems so gray, but I'm starting to find. Because like, again, I, those shortcuts that I'm not supposed to take, like I found out, I, like I said, I had hot dogs at Costco the other day, but I ate two hot dogs, two quarter pound hot dogs with just a pile of raw onions and uh, and no bun, which is fine. Uh, and this is a long way from the days when I would go to Costco and I'd get the $1.99 slice of pizza and the $1.50 hot dog and I would wrap the hot dog in the pizza and fucking eat it, which by the way, if you haven't done it, do it. It's fucking fantastic. Uh, you get a lot of weird looks <laughs> from people who are like, that's a monster. But yes, I am a monster. Uh, what I cooked. Oh, I was, I was going to tell you, this is what I, I cooked the other day. Cause it sounds, this just sounds like, like who would ever eat this, but I ate it last Sunday. I cooked, uh, eight pieces of bacon. Yeah, that's right. I cooked eight pieces of fucking crispy bacon. And then I made in the, in the same pan, I drained the bacon fat. And then I just, I cooked cauliflower rice in there. And I, I cooked it with some butter and the bacon fat. And I cooked it and I cooked it. And then I put a fucking you know lid on it so it would steam and it gets soft. You know, It cooks the uh, the cauliflower rice. So I made mean, the cauliflower rice and eight pieces of bacon. When the cauliflower was ready, I, I opened up the lid and I crumbled the bacon, all eight pieces, into the cauliflower. And I just kind of mixed it around and mixed it around. And then I, I you know, salt, salt and pepper. Too much salt, actually. It was salt in the bacon. I shouldn't have fucking put any more extra salt in there. But salted it a little too much. But now I know going forward. So then I put that in a bowl and then I made three over easy eggs. Uh, I made three over easy eggs and then I put those on top of the hash and the bacon and then crushed them. So the yolk mixed in with the hash and the bacon or the the, the rice and the cauliflower rice and the bacon. You just mix it all up and just make a big fucking like a fake fried rice bowl almost. And then I chopped up three fucking Persian cucumbers, and I put tajir, tajine seasoning. Uh, is it tajine I think it is. Uh, listener Kiki pointed out to me that that's something that I should be eating. And it's a godsend, because it's like this lime salt. And people usually eat it on fruit, I guess. But I, I've been putting on cucumbers, and everything I'm eating is so dead. Like, eggs are dead. Meat is dead. Like, all of this stuff. So now I, I just want fresh stuff. So... So I've, I've been eating cucumbers, like really fresh cucumbers with that and avocado with that tagine on it. Although even the avocado, like I didn't think I'd get sick of this kind of stuff, man. Like I love avocado. I like steak. I, you know, I love eggs. And I'm like, that's cool. But if you eat them three days in a row, eventually you're just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck am I doing, man? I got I to gotta fucking vary this up. I got to change it. Um, So finding cucumbers and then putting like that lime salt on there makes it makes it that much better. But also I was out, I was at Whole Foods the other day to get avocados because they had They had avocados, they were five for five bucks, and they were the large ones. So I went and bought 10 avocados, and then I walked to the chip aisle, because again, I always look for weird chips, and there were pork rinds on the shelf. And I can eat pork rinds. Like I found out pork rinds are keto, but here's the danger of me finding out the pork rinds are keto. So Monday, I went ahead, I went to El Pollo Loco for uh, lunch slash dinner, and I picked up and they have keto bowls now. So I got a keto bowl and then I got a thigh and a leg. And I ate that with a bunch of pico and and I you know and some avocado. And I it was delicious. It was really good. And then I was really hungry again. That was at like 2 in the afternoon. Then I was really hungry again at 10 p.m. I got to space out the way I eat. I got to do it because I got to force myself to fucking eat. Because I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat during the day. But then sometimes I get super hungry because I haven't eaten. That's the fucking issue. God damn, this is just an educational show. There's nothing funny about it. What the fuck? Um... So, so then I, I, I had a bag of pork rinds, chili lime pork rinds from Whole Foods. I ate the whole bag. I ate the whole fucking bag. And I was like, well, these are good for me. There's no carbs. There's no sugar. Uh, but you can't, but you, but you can't eat a whole bag. You can't eat a whole bag of anything. You need not eat a whole bag of cauliflower either, man. What the fuck you, you, but that's how I've done things. I just inhale shit, man. I got to figure out it's fixing your head. I got to modify it. Right. So, uh, so then I went with Lily to Costco, and the and and I bought, I I bought pork rinds. They had them on sale. It was a giant bag, and yesterday it's all I ate, because again I'm you know hiding a bit the last couple of days. After I got home from the gym yesterday, I was just like, all right, uh, you know, I lifted and I was pretty beat, and I was hungry, but then I didn't want to go out and I didn't want to cook. And and this this is the thing; these are the things in my life I have to get a hold of. These are the things I have to change and I'm working on it. I'm trying. And, and, uh, you know, we have the attaboy fit brigade. I started to post them there. So people, I I get to answer to people now, you know, um, but I just wasn't hungry yesterday. I didn't want to eat anything, but then I sat down to stream on Twitch and I was hungry and I'm like, all right. So I just brought the pork rinds over the whole bag. And I'm just snacking on those the whole time I'm playing. And in my head, I'm like, well, these are okay. They're okay to eat. Like, and, but it's not a meal replacement. You can't have a bag of pork rinds for dinner. It doesn't fucking work that way, man. But to me, I'm, I, am oh, these are fine. These are good. You know, cause I, and I got, a, I got an app. I should be putting everything in the app. I haven't put anything in the app yet. I got strips. I don't think I'm in ketosis yet, so I haven't used the strips. Because uh, I'm just not eating. I eat one meal a day. And I have to force myself to eat a second. Last night again, ten o'clock. I was starving because I had only eaten pork rinds during the day, so I went back to El Pollo Loco and I got the keto bowl and the leg and the thigh. Now I ate the leg and the and the and the fucking salad and I was done. I was full. And it's all it's a spinach salad with like chicken and cheese and avocado and uh, and I put a bunch of pico on there and then their avocado salsa and and it was uh I gotta admit it's super delicious, but it's just uh you know I can't be eating out all the time. I gotta cook. John's like you gotta cook, you gotta cook, but uh the involving of the cooking and i, I mean i you know I, I I could barely talk to you fucking guys this week because it's my own fucking fault And i didn't want to cook i'm just like i talked myself out all sorts of shit it's a bad couple of days so i i hope uh not even bad days just they're not bad i'm not in any pain i'm not hurting i i just wind up going uh, becoming inert and, uh, and, and I've had, you know, people who are very nice and reach out and tell me, oh well, you should do this or do that. And that sort of thing. Let's talk about my finger real quick. The, uh, I haven't been bleeding since Friday. You know, I recorded with Lily on, I think Thursday of last week and, uh, and she, you know, we changed the bandages. I got home, but I've been putting this antibiotic ointment on it since then. And it, one bandage does the trick. It doesn't bleed at all. It seems to be fine. People, I want to thank everybody. I crowdsourced my medical exam, you know, my, my medical diagnosis to everybody, and everybody reached out and they said it's probably this, it's probably that, it's probably this, and that's super cool of you. I appreciate you going ahead and and telling me what you thought it was. Um, you're probably not wrong. I, I some of, because again, I will tell you this. I got a bunch of letters and a bunch of stuff on Twitter, but there were people who uh, they they were they told me it was a papula ganglia. I don't fucking know, like a a blood vessel gone rogue essentially is the, is the way I I would describe it. And like four or five people wrote me telling me it was that and that they've had it. So it might be that, you know, but these people had to go in and get a local and get it fucking taken out surgically in the office. And I mean, I can't, that's a non-starter. So hopefully it's not that it's still here. It looks like it's healing. The skin is still like super weird white, but, uh, but there's, it's not raised anymore and there's no blood. Um, you know, I, I will tell you this. I was on Never Not Funny last week. I, I can tell you that now because they keep it a secret. Shh. But it came out on Sunday and I did Never Not Funny. And I was bleeding the whole time when I was there. I had my I had a wash rag wrapped around my finger while I was talking to them the entire show. Because it's just, it was, you know, I, I was trying not to fucking make a mess in the studio for fuck's sake. And all of them were just like, go to a doctor. You need to go to a doctor. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But I, you know, that's, that's great. But... I've given it another week and I'm not bleeding, which is good. The, the ointment seems to be working, which is good. And, uh, I do appreciate all of you reaching out with all of your device, your advice and, and diagnoses. And that helps, you know, eventually, uh, you know, hopefully I don't need to go to a doctor, but if I ever have to, if I really need to, I will, uh, I want to give a shout out to, I, I'm sure she doesn't listen here, but it was a woman named Carrie who wrote me on, on Twitter. <laughs> and and she's just like hey man you got to get some like tweezers and dig into your finger and use like a lot of fucking uh antibiotic and peroxide and stuff because trust me it's a thing and and she gave me some really hardcore instructions that made it sound like fucking meatball surgery from platoon but she survived it and she's like yeah you can do this i know you can and she sent me her email too if i want to write her and And, uh, I will to thank her for her diagnosis, but also just reading it got me fucking queasy. I'm like, wait a second. So, I mean, and also it's in an awkward spot. It's on the opposite side of my, my left middle finger. So that means I would have to turn my whole hand around weird and then dig in with right hand tweezers. And I just, dude, again, I I'm, I'm having enough trouble putting the ointment and the fucking bandage on the goddamn thing. Yet I'm going to go ahead and sterilize some tweezers and go to work. And, uh. One thing I did learn from everybody contact me is all of you are infinitely tougher than me. All of you are just like, yeah, you know, because, again, we all know I, I'm not part of the greatest generation. I didn't fight in fucking World War I'm Two. Not, I'm not stabbing Nazis, the bayonet or whatever the fuck, you know, but I mean, I, I and as I've talked before, I, said, I think I said in an old show one time. I was like, hey, man, if I ever, I, I couldn't be in a war. I could not. I could not because like they never changed their socks. That's the fucking worst thing I've ever heard. They said trench foot was like a bad thing in 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 World War Two and guys got lice and shit and I'm like oh man see that's the fuck the Nazis lice is the real enemy that's the real problem and then and, and look hey man I know lice doesn't have any problem with the Jews but to me if they're fucking bothering me that's priority one I'll save the rest of you guys if you, I, I don't want look I don't want prison camps or death camps or any of that shit we'll shut down the showers and we'll turn off the trains but first somebody get me some rid because I gotta get this fucking lice out of my goddamn beard this is fucked and then no socks. Man, I tell you what, every fucking, every soldier I killed, I would, I would, I will tell you this, I would have like the, the most vicious killer mentality. I would just go straight up fucking psycho. Nobody hurts me and nobody gets hurt. uh, But instead everybody gets killed uh, mentality in the war just to get new socks. I would kill everybody just to get their fucking socks or their shoes, man. I would just fucking in and, and it wouldn't be like a diehard where I kill a guy with fucking ballerina shoes or whatever the fuck. I'd find I'd kill the biggest dudes with like the size 13, 14 boots and I'd steal all their boots. You know, how people like collected a lot of Nazi memorabilia, like the Iron Crosses and all that shit. I would just collect Nazi boots and I wouldn't be like, these are Nazi boots. I'd be just like, this is my collection of boots. Stay the fuck away from me because I'm going to keep my feet dry in this fucking muck. Same thing with Vietnam. Remember, they're crawling through tunnels and fucking ditches and shit like that. And everybody's fucking, everybody's like all gross looking, uh, man, I need a shower. If you can get, look, if you, I'll tell you what, if the military guarantees me a fucking hot shower every day and a fresh change of clothes, maybe I go help you fight your war in, I don't know, take your pick. What do we got? Nine going on now? 15 wars. I'll go to Somalia or whatever the fuck. I'll give a guy the fucking mean look. I'll mean mug some dude on a fucking Kenyan street. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go to Maga and I'll go to Dishu. Yeah, and then I'll go to Maga Dishu. I'll go to all these fucking places. But I got to get a hot fucking shower and a change of clothes. I don't care about food. Oh, I'll tell you what, though. If in my rations, you know, fuck powdered beef or whatever the fuck, dude, give me the candy. Oh, <laughs> if you guys make an arrangement with Dilaton. if you can get me the fucking and no orange ones, I don't want any fucking orange apricot ones. If you can just get me fucking chocolate covered cherries and chocolate covered strawberries from Dilaton every single day, a hot shower. And, uh, and fucking fresh change of clothes, including socks and underwear every single fucking day. I'm in, I'll kill whoever you tell me to kill. I'm an easy guy. Um, but my finger is, uh, it's fine. doesn't hurt at all. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it was annoying because it was bleeding all the fucking time. And I appreciate you reaching out. And, uh, and like I said, I'm not in any real pain. You know, I, I I sometimes get, you know, my brain gets fucking confused now or I, you know, this will sound. I don't know if this will sound weird to you guys. I saw an ad today, like somebody on Facebook posted a thing. It was, it was a house and it's for sale in Wisconsin, like Lake Hills or whatever. That's the only drawback is in Wisconsin, Lake Mills. And it's a converted church. And it's got stained glass windows. It's got a fucking gourmet kitchen with an island. It's got bedrooms. It's got a workspace. It's got a loft. It just, it just looked like a really amazing living space. And uh, it was, it's seven hundred grand, I think, to, to buy this thing and live there. And I don't know. I, I look. I don't know fuck all about Lake Mills. I know a little bit about Wisconsin. Uh, this this place looked inordinately beautiful. And, and I just, I found myself thinking about what it would be like. Cause again, I, I think I've told you this, the one, one thing I love more than anything in the world. And this, this is a, it's a terrible betrayal of, of life because, you know, you're supposed to dance like nobody's fucking watching and you're supposed to seize the day and all, all of these things. But you know, you know what I like? I like nothing. I like silence. I like, I like sitting in my apartment and, and I, you know, sometimes with the blinds closed so I can be a spy and listen to people outside and reading, whether I'm reading articles on the bears or I'm reading a book, I just, I just like quiet. And there are times that I like fucking hardcore, you know, I listen to fucking music on the treadmill. I'm blaring it and fucking stuff. And I'm on, I'm in the car and I'm blaring music and I, and I blur music when I'm in the shower. I do, but man, I find myself, that's one of the reasons I liked staying up late all the time was nobody was up. Nobody was around, nobody was awake. So it was this just silence. Occasionally you'd hear a car go by. And and oh my god, do I love that? And I thought, here's what I thought. I saw that house. And in my head, I was like, literally, I was like, how can I make that happen? Even though I even though I have nothing. I have one thousandth of what you would need for the for to buy that place in the bank. And uh but yet it didn't stop me from daydreaming about it for a second and just going, you know, man, to just be there and, and to, and to hear nothing and to listen to the, the snow fall outside. And like, I don't miss, I've been thinking about this too. Again, I, 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 and look, I, we're all sick to death about what's going on in the, in the country and the world. So I, I, I don't want to belabor it upon you. I mean, I, I see comedians all the time stepping up and telling you this and what they believe and all that. Look, I I know you guys know what I believe, okay? But I I do genuinely feel, and I don't have kids, and I don't have I, and I'm I'm probably overreacting again. As <laughs> I'm I'm just asking for a note from Jesuit again, but I I know. Uh, just seeing the events of the past two weeks, I I'm I'm feeling. Very disillusioned about whatever the future course of this country is, and 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 whether it uh, aligns with how I feel, and, and and you know, there's people who protest and resist, and they do these things. Like the thing that drives me crazy, I, I guess, is you know, and I, it's get off social media. I understand it. I tell, I know that. I I I'm trying not to. I got sucked into it the last two days, you know. But but the the thing that that I find so insane is the people who continuously and this this was fuck it I'm just going to say it the people that are continuously looking for hope the people who think that this is going to end any differently than we already know all of us every single one of us know it's going to end they are going to get away with it they are going to still be rich they are going to get away with it and they're going to enact more laws and more whatever the fuck to, to change or hurt the things you care about. But the people who endlessly cheerlead or even worse, the people who snark it, that's, that's the people who drive me crazy when they're like, they'll re, they'll retweet the president or they'll, they'll retweet Congress people or those, and they'll shame them, shame on you for what you're doing da-da-da. It's like, what are you doing, man? You're doing nothing. You think he's going to read that and change his fucking mind? What does that make you feel? It makes you feel better that you fucking shouted at Mitch McConnell from your phone? And then what? Had iced tea? I mean, I, I, I don't... And, and look, I recognize a lot of it is born out of the fact that some of us just feel so helpless. And these last couple of days, for some reason, it was driven home to me that this is, this is not only helpless, but hopeless. Now I've, I've felt this way for a while. I've, I've just had no hope, you know, but also I told you, I'm not the one getting hurt. I'm a 52 year old white guy. You know, I'm probably, the I'm, I'm, I will be the last of the people they round up and throw into the camp. So <laughs> I'm concerned for my friends of, of color and, and of, and of gender and, and women and, And people who have different sexual preferences and and everybody and different from different countries, immigrants, whatever the fuck I worry. I don't like I think I, I might have talked a little bit before, like when I was a kid, you know, when a war would start, I'd be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Like it was a football game. And now all I can think about is like there's there's some guy like me who lives there. And he might have kids or someone like Max, who's got two kids and a wife who doesn't give a fuck about any of this. Who's just not, doesn't give a fuck about, yeah, you know, fuck death to America or fucking Iran or our guy. This is just a guy who just wants to put food on the table and play his guitar and paint and, and, and raise good kids and love his wife. I'm a guy who just wants to, I just want to, I just want to talk. I want to talk or do nothing or read or live or go to the movies and see Shows and meet people and love and and sleep in somebody's arms and there are there are people like that everywhere and how can you root against that? How can you hope for terrible things to happen to people you've never even met because one guy was a bad guy or or the regime says so? It's just foolishness. And I, it doesn't even have to be over in another country. In this country, how can you hate? Like I, I see. Vitriol from from people in certain parts of the country for other people. People in California have great contempt for the South, or or people in the Midwest, and, and people in the in those places hate us. The liberal fucking libtards, whatever, in New York and California, and it's just like, hey man, that, that there's a dude in Alabama who's who's got kids, and he's wondering how he's going to put them through college, and he's trying to make enough money to get you know, a nicer truck and, and get a nice thing for his wife for mother's day. I mean, these are all real concerns for real people in a real place. The world's not a fucking Netflix movie. And I, I find myself just incredibly disillusioned. I, I, you know, I've done a lot of thinking like there's this, this will sound so silly. There's a, there's a cheating scandal in baseball. You might know of it. The Houston Astros apparently were cheating uh, they were stealing signs. They were banging on a trash can. They were doing all this stuff. Same thing with the Boston Red Sox, and the, they were using Apple Watches or video stuff. And the Yankees did it a few years ago. And 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 it's developed into this war online. Like I, I've talked about this before. Like one time there was a there was a child molester in college. He was a pitcher, and the Kansas City Royals were thinking of taking him. And guys on the internet were defending the Royals, saying, "Well, this guy's paid his debt to society." And I, I'm just like, "Man, if you're defending a child molester, that's it. It's over." There's no, there's no getting around it. That's, that's your line in the sand. You're going to defend a child molester. I, I can't understand you. All in the pursuit of what? Two, four more wins for your baseball team? Well, now with this cheating scandal, all these people are coming out, and it's always, it's always. Well, he did it. Well, they did it. Well, the Red Sox did it. And then it's like, oh man, this goes back forever. It's part of the game. You know, people steal signs all the goddamn times. Like, why are the people giving the Astros a hard time? Uh, hey, you know what? We still got our World Series, man. Rings last forever. Flags fly forever. And, and this contentious argument back and forth, I mean, they're, you know, and there's people on the other side, they should be stripped of the titles and Houston should be banned from the league for five years. And the Dodgers should be the real world series champions. It's just like, none of that shit's going to happen either, but you know, what would be nice some contrition, some shame, I guess. Because the Astros, you know, they their their manager got fucking suspended. Their their general manager, then they both got fired, and then they both put out these fucking self serving press releases with, uh, you know, the city of Houston has been so glorious and the world champions, and uh, you know we we did our best on the you know none of this bullshit. Nobody once went, hey man, we were cheating. That sucks. We shouldn't have done it. But then I thought about it in the abstract, and if you make it a larger picture, man, I. I I would be hard pressed to go back in my lifetime and not ever think of a time when cheating wasn't almost encouraged and defended. You know, you you cheat on your taxes. You know, everybody's like, oh yeah, no, everybody cheats on their taxes. That's what you do. You try to get, well, I don't want to pay any taxes. These fucking, you cheat on that. You know, and and people cheat on their wives or whatever, or or. Someone cheats their property line by by building the fence a foot over into their neighbor's stuff and hope they don't notice or, or then tell them to get fucked when they do that. And that's the hard part. Nobody says, man, I fucked up. Sorry about that. Everybody just doubles and triples down. And the worst part now is I, 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 this has been going on for like 40 years when I think about it and I don't want to hang this all on Reagan, but let's hang it all on fucking Reagan. I don't know. It's just the all greed is good era and then everybody scrambling to get as much money as they possibly could and that was it was all about he who dies with the most toys wins all that that kind of rat race bullshit is just it's it's just choking the life out of this place and now we're at its nadir now now we're at its apex we have a a government that is basically like today there was a woman a senator reading stuff and they were laughing at her in her face like trolls these Republicans just laughing and like waving their hands at her like get off and it's like this is supposed to be an austere body this is supposed to be respected this is and that's another thing for years we've been told politicians are liars and the media are fucking awful well now 40 we're we're here now we're here now where nobody believes the media and nobody trusts the politicians except for the ones who tell them what they want to hear. And I, I know this is woeful and depressing and I, I don't, I, but this is, you know, here's why we're recording late. It's just been for two days. I just set myself, I knocked my dick in the dirt by thinking about this. And I just don't, because I don't know what to do. I don't see a solution. I see it just burning out and getting worse because they're going to get away with this. And there was a quote today, uh, an aide and he, with a name, His it was his name. He was a presidential aide. He walked by press row and he said, I cannot wait for the revenge. So they're just waiting for to, to to end this, so then they can start going after everybody who went after them. And and how does that help anybody? How does that help the Rust Belt or the farmers or the or the people who were who were supporting Trump? All the red hat people. I mean, do I think they're fucking crazy? I do, but they they chose him for a reason. But but is this the reason? I, I don't know. And I know those people would say to me, well, hey, your people are just fucking, they're just uh, prosecuting him because they want him out. That's the whole thing. Well, but yeah, but he also handed them on a silver platter behavior that allowed them to fucking use it as a fulcrum against them. You understand that, right? And then people are like, oh no, it doesn't matter. Come on. It's one phone call. Everybody does it. That's the thing. There's no, like I'd have more respect for everybody who went, yeah, fuck you. We did it. What are you going to do about it? We own the Senate. Fuck you. Which is essentially what they're doing, but they're doing it in a snide way. And they... All this fake bullshit where they stand up and they go, well, excuse me, like these debates, these Democrat debates, they, they you know, they they shouldn't be asking the Democrats any questions at all about war or fucking health care or the Jews in, in Israel and where the embassy should be. All that stuff is is incidental. Like, I almost wish one of them I've, I've said this before, like someone should ask like a question to fucking Amy Klobuchar and have her go, hey, you know, Medicare for all is a pipe dream. And let's think about what do you think? And she's just go, listen to me. Here's the thing. You're you're coming at us for you're saying that Bernie said that Elizabeth couldn't be elected president. All these, This idiot in the fucking White House is ruining everything. We know this. Everybody fucking knows it. The media won't say he's a liar. They'll say he's creative with facts or he's fudging details. You know, you, you motherfuckers have to recognize that this world is being torn apart by these assholes and your semantics are allowing it to fucking happen. You can't both sides this bullshit. You can't, but they do. You know, all these debates, with the, excuse me, if I may, and all, all that fucking, I got news for you. All that shit's out the window, man. He came in. He, you know what? You ever see that speech in the dark night? Where the Joker looks at Batman and he's like, You think I'm gonna go back to ripping off you think those, you know, he goes, those mom fools are scared of you, but I know the truth. You've changed things. It's never gonna go back to the way it was. So, you know, everybody always likens Trump to the fucking Joker. Dude, Trump's Batman. He just fucking showed up and 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 changed the fucking game and the way things are done, and he does it his own fucking way. And he doesn't fucking care. And it's working. And not one of these people will stand up and and they, they all think they're going to outclass him. they all think they're going to shame him with a lie. Are they going to go, well, you know, Mr. Trump, if he would just understand. No, 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 no. Fuck your zingers. He doesn't understand that shit. If you were like, hey, this fathead is a fucking pussy. He was a pussy all through the time he was in New York. And now he's fucking destroying this country like he destroyed his fucking real estate empire. You know, you, you, you don't hold him accountable for holding fucking immigrants. He's fucking hired them at his clubs. And then he fires him and all this other bullshit. He's giving out state secrets to people if they pay enough money for a fucking pasta dinner with him. This is the fucking threat. And I'm not, I know I'm not supposed to care. I'm not because I don't see hope. I want to be in Wisconsin in a converted church reading and listening to the snowfall. I want to be in, in, in isolation. I want to be, I want to be Dr. Fucking Manhattan. I want to go to the fucking moon. These people tire me so, you know my fingers' fine. I don't have any real pain. There are people I know who have real pain I want I want to address them now. A listener to the show Aaron uh, Aaron's a great guy. Aaron and his, his wife Rachel were very nice to me at a time when I really needed help in 2013, like when I had no job and no money. Rachel hired me to bartend a fucking real estate party she had. Now, you know, I don't know the first fucking thing about bartending. I I did everything I could to talk her out of it. She's like, all I got to do is pour, you're not making mixed drinks. You're getting beers, you're pouring wine, you're getting soft drinks. That's it. And just be, just be you, be personable. And she goes, we'll feed you and we'll pay you. And she did. She didn't have to do that. She, cause she, I don't even know if she listens. Aaron listened. And Aaron thought enough of me, I guess, to mention me to her, and you know, it, it was just a phenomenal thing to do at a time when I really needed somebody to help me. And then we've—I uh, don't know what happened. We had a falling out somehow. I, I insulted her some way. I don't know. You know me, guys. Who knows? Could have been anything. But uh, but we—you know—we lost. Contact after a while, Aaron. Aaron was a listener, you know we were friends on social media and stuff, but she's done amazing things like she's she's changed her life in a way she's she's also physically made some transformation that she's very proud of, but also she built a real estate business and then they went to Kenya this year, I believe, and they were they were sponsoring animals and now she's going back to take care of some elephants and she also came up with the concept of an idea for a, a company called the Power of a shower and it it provides homeless people with the opportunity to have a shower and get clean, which is such a small gesture, but astonishing. Again, as I mentioned, if the U S army would have done that, I would have, I would have been in there now fighting, but for her to reach out, it's just, it's selfless. And for her to think of herself, uh, of other people that way over herself is just, is just fantastic. And I've seen it in its infancy. And, uh, you know she's got so many different things going on. I can't really keep track, but I know all of these things. I thought were just they're just she's a tremendous human being. Well, Aaron, who's a huge fan of this show, I've met him and and uh, he he uh, he was he races motorcycles like dirt bikes and stuff. And last week on his birthday, he crashed, and he he not only did he crash, but then he was run over twice, and one of them ran over his neck. So he had to be airlifted from the the accident and to the hospital, and you know she's got a whole saga going on on her Facebook now because they the hospital didn't do a very great job, and he was in tremendous pain, and she had to spend. You know how it is when I've been in this in this situation where someone's in tremendous pain, and you want nothing more than to get help for them, but the doctors can't or won't. Well, we have to wait. We have to do an MRI before we can give many drugs because he has to move. All all those. It's all. It just seems like stupid rules. It doesn't make any sense. And uh, she's lived it, and she's lived it hard. I I contacted her through Facebook. She had invited me that night to a birthday party. And then I got. And this is crazy. Then I see on Facebook that the accident has happened, and she's he's being airlifted via helicopter to the hospital. She rushes there to meet him. I don't know she I don't know if she went on the ride with him, whatever. But then she writes me. She takes the time to write me. And tell me, hey, the party's off tonight. Uh, Aaron decided to get to crash for his birthday, and I wrote her and I said, "Oh my God, I saw. You don't have to write me." And I said, "I know you have a lot of friends. Whatever you need, you find me. I'll, I'll help you if you need me to reach out." I don't know what I have to offer other than a shoulder, but I mean, I'm here. And since then, it's kind of just gotten worse. Today, you know, she. It, it turns out he's not. You know, he's walk. He can walk. He's fine in that aspect. But I mean, he broke two vertebrae. Uh, he had an MRI. The the they gave her pain meds, but it wasn't the right pain meds. so She had to go get different, whatever. It's a fucking, you know how it is. It's a fucking nightmare in this country. Uh, you can wind up all these different things. So so Aaron is a guy who's in real pain. And I, I just wanted to, I don't know if he listens, man. I got no idea. He used to, might not anymore. But, but at a time when I really needed help, Rachel was there. Aaron was there. And they have real pain in their lives right now. And I, I hope they're okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to send it out there that um, people love them and are thinking of them always and they do they know that they have close friends. They don't need me internet chum to to, to broadcast that, but it doesn't hurt to let people know that they have support and uh, you know real pain is is it's devastating. I have a friend named Jolene who listens to this show, Jolene and her husband, Mike, have been friends forever. They found me through another show and I went to their wedding. I actually was able to go to their wedding and see them get married. And, and, uh, every time that I do a show like this, where I wind up, you know, fucking tearing my skull apart or the show's late or I apologize, or I I beat myself up over the fact that I'm not getting done the things I'm supposed to get done. Jolene reaches out And, uh, Mike has reached out on Twitter as well. Jolene reaches out to tell me, Hey, look, you, you owe nobody any explanation. You know, when all this shit hit the fan with my ex, she would reach out and she, she sent me, you know, literature to read and told me these are, this is the way to be. And don't, don't, this is not about you, man. This is, you were involved in something that was bigger than you and there was nothing you could do. I mean, she's always taken the time to try to make sure that I know I'm loved and I'm okay and, and things will be great. So I want to do that for her right now because, you know, on the Attaboy page, she, uh, she's very brave and she wrote a lot of stuff about what she's been going through recently. And, uh, and so I want her to know that she's loved and, and people think about her and value her and need her and everything that she's ever done for me has been unbelievably appreciated. You know, there's a great picture from a million years ago of me holding her at uh pod fest actually got me in trouble <laughs> cause cause I, I lift her up and it was that thing where I, I, you know, I always lift women up. It's just kind of a rule. So I met Jolene at Podfest, and I lifted her up and she was with Mike. Mike was there. We had a good time. And then my ex uh, saw the photo and was like, uh, and so that was a conversation. Um, but it was so great to meet her then. And then, like I said, our, our friendship just got bigger and bigger, me and her and Mike. And and we went to their wedding and it was fantastic. And now she's, she's in a position where she needs me. And even you guys, if you know her, if you see her on the Joker's page, send her a note, you know, and just tell her, Hey man, it's, it's rough. We all know it's rough. Anybody out there who, who needs anybody. I like to think that the Joker's page, you know, I always say it's, it's more of a, more of a friend club than a fan club. It's, it's more of a <laughs> gang because <laughs> we all kind of know one another and we all kind of interact. And you know, a lot of you guys met me, you know, you know me and, and some of you guys, you know, in the old days, I, I, I would be secretive about whatever information, this or that. And now some of you have my fucking phone number. Some of you have my address. You know what I mean? It's just, you become friends, you know, there's, there's no, there's no moat between me and you. I mean, certainly I'm infinitely more talented than all of you. That can't be argued. I'm the fucking talent, but, (laughs) uh, but I love you guys. and, and, Jolene has been somebody who has always reached out and always told me it was going to be okay and always told me that it wasn't me and or if it was me, she'd say "That's okay, just pick yourself up and do something else and move on and don't worry and you'll it's always going to be better for you and and I need her to know that. I know it's strange to make a national comedy show about you know one person, but it's not it's really not because this doesn't exist without people like Jolene, without people like Aaron, without people like you listening. There's no, there's none of this exists. None of this. The internet is, it's the cruelest joke in the world that the internet is, is is both the greatest thing to ever happen to my career and the worst thing to ever happen to life because I get addicted to reading about all the terrible things. (laughs) You know, I always joke. I'm The internet's a terrible place. The internet's a terrible place and I would be nowhere without it. So, Aaron, man, get better. I know it's hard to say, do what the doctors say, do what Rachel says, do whatever you got to do. But get better and you'll be fine be back on a motorcycle if you want to be or whatever the fuck. Just leave back walking, baby steps, but you'll do it. And Jolene, you know, Mike loves you. I love you. Listeners love you. And uh, I know your sisters. I saw your family. I know your dad loves you. I know all those people, how much they care about you. And always know that when it's bleak, when it's dark, when it's quiet, when you start to feel yourself take a left turn into thinking about things that you shouldn't or, or thinking things that are clearly false, but you've convinced yourself that they're true. Know that there is one truism that lasts and cannot be refuted. You are loved by so many people and you are needed. And I am grateful for all of the help you have ever sent my way. Every time you've reached out, I have not responded. I don't you know, you write stuff on Facebook and I read it and I'm in my head. I'm like, well, I know because I, I get in that thing where I'm like, well, they seem hollow platitudes seem hollow. If I just type them back because it was nice of you to give me that. And, and so now I reach out here, which also may seem hollow, but please know it comes from the best of places. You are the best kind of person. And, uh, and I love you. And I know that you have value and you are loved by so many people. And, uh, I it, it's going to get better every, every second, every chance you give it to get better it will. And I'm proud of you for reaching out and saying the things that you said and proud of you for making it through what were probably dark times or, or just even just blah times, gray times. They that, that can be even worse than dark times, gray times. And that's what I had the last couple of days. I've had gray times, but they don't last. They don't, they go away, they dissipate and the sun comes out and color is restored and color can be restored for you and Mike and me and Aaron and anybody listening who needs any sort of warmth in their life. Let's take those steps. Let's bring warmth into our lives and then let's all buy a fucking converted church in Wisconsin and live together. How great would that be? Let's live together in a converted church in Wisconsin. My only regret is it's not in fucking Canada. You guys can get me at Mike and Mike Schmidt Comedy dot com. You guys can be my friends at Twitter dot com slash nope, not there. Although, I guess we're friends there too. You can be my friends at Facebook dot com slash the forty year old boy. You can uh, follow along. What the fuck? I can, I'm lost. Um, you can be my friend at Facebook dot com slash the forty year old boy. You can follow me at Twitter dot com slash the forty year old boy. You can. Uh, Oh, I'm on Inst- Instagram and Snapchat too. Don't forget those. I'm on Instagram and Snapchat. Find me there. Won't you? Mike four zero Y O B is the, the header, the address, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Find me there. Mike four zero yob i B. I'll be there waiting and lurking. Uh, of course our good friend Ryan Dirks does all the web stuff for this show. You can find him at uh, facebook.com slash Ryan Dirks. He's a great guy. Send him a note. Tell him he's great. And David Hernandez does all of the music for this show. Does all the artwork for this show. You can find him at facebook.com slash David mex Hernandez. Reach out to him and tell him that he's the best ever. And uh, you know why you you become his friend. First of all, that's the thing. Become his friend at facebook.com slash David mex Hernandez. And then, and then go through his photos and you'll see all the artwork he's done for my page, all the profile photos and all the stuff he's done. uh, He's got all sorts of photos that he's done for his own page or about paintings, I should say. And then, uh, you know, if you join the Westside 86 Jokers page, which I just mentioned, where all of us love one another in such co- such amazing ways, <laughs> you should come there. Uh, go there and uh, and you'll look at all of the He changes the timeline every week. It's it's very Joker themed. It's very beautiful. And he just does amazing work. You can also join his closed group. That's right. He's got a closed group called This is Dumb. That's Dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And it's got uh, it's got a talking Brillo pad uh, whose name is Steve. I think his name is. Uh, he's got a hot chick who looks like uh, Anne Margaret and Ginger combined. Uh, nah, she doesn't really look like Ginger. Uh, fuck that. She looks more like Anne Margaret. Ginger is just that's just because of the red hair. I think it's the only uh, thing I was looking at. You know who she really looks like too to me. I'll figure out the name of the actress, but she was in she's in a movie called Guide for the Married Man. And she's this fucking hot woman who comes to Malta to get a fucking divorce. And then he's been trying to have an affair all movie. So then he goes to meet her at a hotel room. Then she then I saw her. She's in a couple of drag nets and stuff, man. She's just one of these actresses that was always around. But the, the woman he draws for that page really looks like this actress. Uh, I'll find her and post her. And then he'll, of course, tell me you're completely wrong because that's what he does. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but join that page. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. You'll see all these amazing characters that he's created. Like I said, uh, Gravyhead Bill, he's there. Check him out. he got a fucking gravy boat for a head and there's gravy pouring all over the goddamn place. Uh, Spider Jenkins. That's a guy you like. Uh, it's a guy. He's got uh, he's got like uh, a fucking eight eight armed head. I think if I remember correctly, I don't know. Look, that could be a different guy. Uh, although if there's a guy with eight arms and it's not Spider Jenkins, what the fuck are you doing with your page? Right. <laughs> that's got to be Spider Jenkins. What if there's another guy named Spider Jenkins? What if there's another guy with eight arms and he's like eight arms Kennedy. I like that. Eight arms Kennedy and spider Jenkins is furious. Uh, so they're all there on the page. Go join it. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. What you'll do is you'll send a uh, request and then he'll send you some questions for you to answer. And then you'll be a smart ass and not answer them properly. And then you won't get in the group. And then you'll ask again, and he'll send the questions again, and then you'll answer them properly, and then you'll be in the goddamn group. So just, why don't you just cut out the middle, man, and answer the fucking questions the first time? Uh, and then you can see all of the badass artwork that he's done. It's fucking amazing stuff. He does, like I said, he's created a fucking universe within this This is Dumb, That's Dumb page, which you love. Again, Gravy Head Bill is, uh, you know what I do here? Chef's Kiss. I do that to tell you about Gravy Head Bill. Uh, they're all there talking Brillo Pad, Hot Chick. Uh, there, everybody's there. So, uh, hole in the head, Bob (laughs) gravy head, Bill and hole in the head, Bob, a lot of bees. Uh, so please go ahead and join that page. Be his friend first, facebook.com slash David Max fernandez, and then join the page. This is dumb. That's dumb. You're dumb. I'm dumb. And if you want to see some of his corporate artwork, which I really love, and I think you should go and take a look at, you can go ahead and go and uh, visit his website because that's you know he used to be a fucking uh big shot big wheeler dealer in the world of advertising and he was doing a whole bunch of crazy shit and then he just started doing stuff on his own and fucking it blew up he's all over the place you can find him in a fucking pretty much every living room in america right now you ever see that picture of the old guy with the pitchfork and the old granny david did not do that but he did a lot of other stuff that you'll find somewhere else uh you ever heard of whistler's mother they fucked her there you go that's it that's that's all you need to know about his it says art bona fides david hernandez fucked whistler's mother bingo uh, but you want to go to his website. That's where you want to go. First of all, again, like I said, Facebook.com slash David hernandez. Why did I say that so fast? And then, of course, you want to go ahead and check out his uh, other page with the This is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. Asked to be part of the group. But also, you can go to his our, our website and look at the cool-ass corporate stuff he did. Artbydmh.com. thats b y d m h dot com. Phase they are a curse they should disperse Oh Schmidty, hey, Schmidty, 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 Schmid Schmidty, Schmid, 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 Schmid Hey Schmidty, eat a pie for me Guys, why waste your breath bitching at my crew? Nothing you do is going to stop their shouting. If everyone here had lupus, the noise would still continue. Because I'm the talent here. And I kick ass, Schmidt Schmidt that's me. Hey Schmidty Schmidty, won't you fight for me? Hey guys, Schmitty, I don't Schmitty, fight anymore. Schmitty, Schmidt, Schmitty, Schmidt. Lend me your ears, and I will make you laugh. Subscribe to my show, for I am awesome. There is not one of you. Who cannot join the jokers? The blind, the mailmen, the chicks, the dead. Oh, Schmitty, hey, Schmitty, 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 Schmidt. Schmitty, Schmidt, Schmitty, Schmidt, Schmit, Schmidt, Stell me, hey Schmitty! Let's get back to the part where I lost when I lost them a few minutes ago? Hey, did I uh did I talk about Parasite last week? I don't know if I did. I watched two, I watched Parasite and Jojo Rabbit back to back. I know I talked about Jojo Rabbit. Uh, you got to see Parasite too. You know, I look. I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I loved Joker, and then I watched Parasite and Jojo Rabbit back to back. And I'm like, these are these are the two best movies I saw this year. They're just they're just phenomenal. Knives Out's really good too. But boy, oh boy, um, the way I would put it is I, I would say Parasite is a great movie. Jojo Rabbit is hmm, how do I want how do I want to say this? Perfect. That's the word. I think I used it last week. Parasite is a great movie. Jojo Rabbit is a perfect movie. Jojo Rabbit is tense. It's funny. It's hilarious. Please, I can't. Uh, I can't stress enough that you should see it because it's really, really, really good. And Parasite also really, really, really good. Um, I I can't look. I, I want to talk about Parasite because the levels in it are fucking inc- crazy and incredible. But you have to see it. If you haven't seen it, it's just. Man, it's just fantastic. So see Parasite and Jojo Rabbit if you can, certainly before the Oscars. So uh, And if you watch the Oscars, I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch them. I haven't watched them in years. I think four years. I only watch them... Like, if I went to a party, I'd watch them. You know, that would be fun if I went to a place and I had a pool and all that kind of shit. But I haven't I haven't been invited to a party. Pat used to do one. And then, uh, who else? Siegel used to do one. And I just... You know, these guys are traveling and they're all doing all sorts of different stuff. So... And, and pat's got like special movie friends now because pilar knows people from her class and and uh, and they know like screenwriters and shit so that's why they see him they see him with them they don't want me out there lobbing up jokes nobody nobody wants to hear me lobbing jokes this is these people's industry for Christ's sake uh but see parasite and see jojo rabbit uh and that leads me right into sponsors no it doesn't really but we'll go there that's where we go you wondering about sponsors man well i've got them i've got uh the Paranoid Strain Podcast, which has been around forever for with us. They've just uh, been gracious and kind. Fearful Jesuit, a good guy, even though he's going to send me a text to scold me about today's show. Um, he, I think I owe him a text, actually. I think he reached out after last week's show and I didn't get to answer him. Uh, and if I owe you a text, I apologize. There, sometimes texts get buried. I will get to you. I know Ellen, I owe you a text. Uh, everybody else. You're all super cool and everybody's nice to be waiting, but... Uh, but but fearful Jesuit is a sponsor of this show. The Par- the paranoid strain podcast sponsors this show, and if you download this uh, the la- the latest episode, you'll your eyes will spin into the back of your head with the amount of information. Uh, if you ever wanted to know about the great world soul, if you wanted to know about Buddha's first name, uh, if you wanted to know about the middle way, or or uh, Hetty Lamar, Hedy Lamar's is not in it. That was the thing I said during the show that one time. I took notes. Man, I took notes, uh, and and so I because you have to, man. I, you know, when when you find out your world is wiggly, you got to go ahead and take as many notes as you possibly can. There's a lightning round. They talk about quantum physics. They're 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 talking reality in the beginning. The Mandela effect, of course. Schopenhauer and fucking uh, Schopenhauerians and and fucking oh it's just it's just nonsense. Charles Barkley gets name checked. What the fuck? Uh, it it is a an amazing piece of work. And if you want to get your supercharged monkey ganglia fired up, then you want to do that by listening to this show. It's phenomenal. Go ahead and subscribe. Subscribe to the Paranoid Strain podcast. It's in the iTunes store right now. It's ready for you to go ahead and download and subscribe to. And everybody loves it. I, that's right. Everybody loves it. So you need to download it. You'll get this most recent episode, which I said is a a tour de force, but then you'll hear the other episodes too, which are also fantastic about assassinations and vaccinations and the Kennedys and all those other motherfuckers. And let me ask you this, not even ask you this, Uh, when you shout out who killed the Kennedys, uh, you know, after all it was you and me, right? You know that? Well, I'll tell you what, he debunks it. Go ahead and listen. You want to hear some debunking? He'll do it. Uh, if you want to hear about why Socrates was an amazing dude, this is the show to listen to. Uh, if you want to re-examine all of history from a mystical woo-woo perspective uh, as opposed to Curly with the woo woo perspective. I may have done that joke already. I don't know. All I know is I've got four pages of fucking notes about this show and I demand that you go listen because I did and I loved it and now you should too. The Paranoid Strain podcast and also write a note to our boy, Fearful Jesuit. Paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Paranoidstrain at gmail.com. Write him a note. Tell him you dig it. Tell him you love it. Tell him we told you to. Leave a review in the iTunes store letting everybody know that you love it. Mention us too, because why not? I guess it's a sneaky plug. And you know who I want hanging around? I want all these conspiracy idiots. These people who listen to fucking uh, Jesuit's show and go in and they're like mad at him, then they can listen to our show. It's like a sorbet. You'll just cleanse your throat by listening to me tell a story about candy I already told eight years ago. Why not? Why wouldn't you do that? So uh, get these people on board and get yourself on board. Go to the iTunes store. Leave a review there saying how much you love the paranoid strain. Subscribe. Send Fearful a note. And, uh, and enjoy the fucking show and learn. That's the thing. You're listening and you're learning and you're loving. It's a lot of L's. That's the three L's of the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Listening, learning, loving. As opposed to learn it, know it, live it. Oh, He's the full hot order. So please listen to the Paranoid Strain Podcast. Go subscribe right now. Right now. I'll wait while you're there, what the hell, why don't you do this? Why don't you look for the Knife Drop podcast by our friend Rob Matsushita? It's available right now in, well, it's on Anchor, it's on Stitcher, it's on Pod Bay. It's all over the goddamn place. And episode 10 just went up. That's right. Episode 10 just went up this week. Uh, And in this episode, they're going to talk about Roxanne. I know you're thinking, what could that possibly be? The song by the police? No, 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 not at all. They may mention it. Uh, This is an in-depth examination of Roxanne, Roxanne by UTFO. Yo, ENT, what's up, man? The go curl they call Roxanne. Curl? She's all fucked up. Why would you say that? Because she wouldn't give a guy like me no rap. See, I was walking down the street and I said, hello, I'm Kango from UTFO. She said, so? I said, so? Baby, don't you know I can sing rap dance in just one show because I'm Kango. All right, never mind. I will not do that whole song. Perhaps I should. Uh, no, I should not. You're, uh, this show's already late enough coming out. If I wrap this whole song, it won't be out until Monday. Uh, the Knife Drop Podcast. No, they're looking at the movie Roxanne with Steve Martin and his big-ass nose and Daryl Hanna, Hannah and her hot-ass body and, and uh, Rick Rosevich and his lunky lunkhead. All of those guys are involved. And uh, I think Bill, you know, is Bill, not Bill Daly, who am I thinking of? Bill Irwin. Is Bill Irwin in that movie? I think he might be. That guy's fucking amazing. Bill Irwin is the dude who's in the Don't Worry Be Happy video, who's not Bobby McFerrin, and he's not Robin Williams, and he's all bendy. You make his face do a bunch of crazy shit. That guy's the fucking man. You should check that guy out uh, completely. Uh, and if he's not even in Roxanne, look him up. William Irwin or Bill Irwin, actor. He's fucking good. He used to do a bunch of MTV promos, too, if I remember correctly. Uh, but he's fantastic. They're so good. Check out Roxanne. Or no, check out... Why would I tell you that? What if they sponsored me? Steve Martin called me. Look, I'm not going to lie to you. Steve Martin called me. He's like, you know what? I got to start hustling this back catalog because this thing with Martin Short is paying, but it's not paying nearly enough. So, Mike, can you talk about Bowfinger and Roxanne? I said, both in the same week? He goes, no, man, just talk about one each week. So we're talking about Roxanne this week. Uh, there's that scene in the bar and Shelly Duvall, and then there's guys hiding in the bushes, and it's Cyrano. To what the fuck? And everything's great. It's so good. So uh, that's the Roxanne movie. And thank you. I've now qualified. Steve's a sponsor. He loves me. Uh, he and the great Fly They they sponsor the show. But the Knife Drop podcast. They look at Roxanne this week. They discuss it. They have. A, they get an in depth conversation about it. Probably a lot more in depth than I just did. And you'll learn. You'll laugh. You'll love. Uh, what the hell? Wait a minute. Are they are they stealing the the <laughs> the slogan from? <laughs> are they stealing the slogan from the paranoid strain perhaps they have uh maybe anybody who sponsors the show it's just free reign they it's just fucking lord of the flies anybody can steal anybody's logo uh or or slogan i guess you'd say or tagline or slug line whatever you want to call it depends on if you're in the business or not uh what else do they do well they look at roxanne and then also on the knife drop they take a look at a, uh the movie blood feast that's right and I guess there was a remake. I didn't even know there was a fucking remake. So i looking at the remake of Blood Feast. I saw the original Blood Feast, which I think is Herschel Gordon, if I remember right. That's one of those movies that I rented and I couldn't tell my mom I rented. And so I had to hide it and watch it when she went to bed. And then I forgot about it and I wound up having it for like a week overdue. Or no, I think maybe I didn't have the money to pay for it when I returned it or something. I was one day late. So rather than just bring it back and go, hey, guys, I'm like, I didn't want my mom then to go to the video store and find out I owe two bucks for fucking Blood Feast or whatever the fuck. I had, to, I had to wait. So I hid it in my house for like 10 days. And they're calling and I'm getting the phone. I mean, I'm not stealing Blood Feast. Get off my fucking back. But again, it's one of those movies that I wound up, yeah, I was I'd probably, my mom wouldn't have been thrilled to find out I'd, I'd rented Blood Feast or any of the porns that I fucking rented. But they remade it. So those those wistful memories are long gone. This is talking about the remake of Blood Feast, which I'm sure is fantastic. <laughs> because I'll tell you what, I saw the original Blood Feast. No great shakes. But I must admit, I never saw the original Blood Feast and went, oh, my Christ. You know what? I'll tell you what. I cannot wait till 20 years from now. You know what? Nick? Fuck that 30 years from now when they remake this goddamn thing. It's going to be so good. No, it isn't. It's still Blood Feast. I don't give a fuck. If you made it in 85 or 81 or 2016. That's still Blood Feast. That's still the name of the goddamn thing. Unless you're in Thailand eating pork blood soup and pork blood rice, then that's a delicious blood feast. But this is just blood feast. It's just chainsaws and two fists into the torso and a lot of guts and glory. And what the fuck, man? Nobody wants to see that. But you know who really wants to see it? The Knife Drop people. They watch it and they discuss it with you. Uh, And also get this. If you thought that wasn't enough, and I don't know who out there among you thought that wasn't enough, but I'm telling you, if anybody out there thought that wasn't enough, I will appease you by telling you not only Roxanne, not only blood feast, but they also look at the uh, teen sex comedy from the 80s called Hard Bodies. Yeah, that's right. Now I will tell you, and Hard Bodies with an exclamation point, by the way. In case you were wondering, it's not just Hard Bodies; it's Hard Bodies. That's what they look at. And uh, and I know you're thinking, uh, Mike, do you know anything about that VCR VHS tape? Yes, I do. If I remember correctly, again, this is. Please ignore me if I if I'm wrong, but I think. The cover of Hard Bodies was like a cartoon of a chick, a hot chick. And she had the word Hard Bodies written across her stomach in suntan lotion slash possibly cum. All right. We know it wasn't cum, but obviously they're trying to steer you in that direction. And uh, because that was the whole point, as you know, the whole point of VCRs and shit was they tried to make the box look as fucking attractive as possible. So you would rent it, even though the movie sucked. The Blood Feast box actually won an award from the fucking uh, the Met in in New York. They're like, this is this is art. And then you open it up and you're like, this is not art. It was art wrapped around not art. It was not art encased in art. Uh, imagine if like, you had a, a Fig Newton and it had the delicious figgy inside. All right. And that's, uh, oh, wait a minute. no, well, that's, that's a bad way. Because I was going to say that because then the outside's bad. We got to think of a better way. What if you had an empanada stuffed with uh, aquarium gravel? There you go. Got a delicious flaky crust on the outside. You're like, mmm, this is this is really good. That's the box. And then you bite into it and crunch. Your fucking teeth break because you're buying fucking multicolored rocks on the inside. And that's the actual VCR tape of Blood Feast or Hard Bodies or whatever the fuck they tricked you into getting that goddamn night because it was 11:49 and you had to get home and you've been looking for 40 minutes hoping a new release would come in at Blockbuster and it didn't. So you wandered and roamed and roamed and wandered. And every time somebody drops it, you go, "What's that? Is this here? Is this here? What's that? Is this here?" And they'd say, "No, no, no." And then you just grab whatever the box, of the hottest chick or the meanest monster. So you'd either get a Herschel Gordon blood feast, or you'd get a fucking cum stomach, possible suntan lotion, hard bodies, and you'd bring it home and you'd be fucking disappointed. Uh, Knife Drop will talk about all that stuff. Now, I tell you what, you should love blood feast and hard bodies on the fucking shelf and just go into the old dependable like Roxanne. That's a movie you want to rent. That's that's a classic. Uh, but they're talking about Roxanne. They're talking about blood feast. They're talking about hard bodies. Again, the Knife Drop podcast is available at Anchor. FM. It's available at Podbay. It's available available at Stitcher. And you want to hear him talk about Roxanne, Blood Feast, and Hard Bodies. And I will tell you this as well. Uh, I think the odds are good that I jerked off to one of those movies. I'm going to let you guys guess which one it was. Uh, those are our sponsors, and they're lovely, and they're talented, and I enjoy their work. Yay! Who wants a cameo from me? Is it you? It probably is. Don't you want me to call you? Don't you want me to call you and say howdy? By the way, Lily got jumped onto Cameo. There used to be an, a, a a fucking a process. She was on. She was on in five seconds. She put herself on Cameo. So what I'm going to so what I'm saying is, I think you guys can actually join Cameo and, and call people. What the fuck? I maybe you'll call my aunt. You want to do that? Um, if you want to hire me, and why wouldn't you? Go ahead and hire me on Cameo. Find me, book me, and then I'll leave you uh, ridiculously, probably a far too long message, or I might, you know I maybe just go streamline. Maybe just go 30 seconds, 30 seconds at a time. I keep thinking people want more of me and nobody wants fucking more of me. Everybody wants much, much less of me. So I will have to give you less in the cameo, unless you specifically say, Mike, I don't give a fuck. Talk forever. Cause if you do that, cause I will tell you this, here's the thing I've been, uh, you know, I, mean, I there's a, there's a lovely lady who, whom I've been seeing and we text back and forth and I leave her cause sometimes I can't text. I'm driving or whatever the fuck. So I'll leave her a message. Uh, like I'll actually, you know, I won't just talk to text because then I can't go through and fucking get all the typos, which I hate. Talk to text. Oh, fuck you. But I can leave an audio message. So <laughs> I'll hit the button and I'm driving and talking and talking and driving, driving, and talking, talking and driving. And I look down and uh, I just left her a six minute message. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear me for six minutes on their fucking phone. And you know how I know that? Cause I don't want to listen to anybody for six minutes on my phone. Cause then she'll send me a note that's like four and a half minutes long. And I'm like, <sighs> and it's not her fault. I'm just a weirdo. I don't want to listen to shit right now. Seriously. There's, I have, someone sent me like a five minute text and a four minute text and they're just, they're just sitting there messages waiting for me to listen to. And I've had them for over a week and I just, I'm like, Oh, I can't, I, I want to, I should. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know if I have nine minutes, <laughs> which is a fucking lie. Cause I literally laid under a blanket all day today. <laughs> what better time to listen to nine minutes of messages from somebody you care about? Nope couldn't possibly i'm so busy sleeping my life away uh so yeah so but i i just i know when i leave a long ass message then i'm like why am i leaving this long and i even have you know it's funny half the message is me going this is long i know you don't want this long message and then she'll be like no man it's fine i you know i I actually like hearing your voice i'm like (laughs) you don't need to lie uh, but she's terrific. So I, she, she doesn't get mad and kill me. So anyway, she gets her own cameo every goddamn day without seeing my stupid mug. If you want to, but if you want me to talk to you forever or even for a short time, or you just want to pay me 20 bucks for no good reason at all. And you want me to call your dog and tell me he's a good boy, which I would love to do. Oh my God. I'll talk to your dog for an hour. Good boy. Who's a, who's a good boy. Oh, I would love to talk to your dog. Hire me on cameo. Talk to your dog. Talk to your cat. Talk to your bird. Talk to your ocelot. I don't give a fuck. Whatever you got living in your house. I'll talk to it. You got a kid who won't do his homework, I'll fucking swear at him. Or I'll help him with his math homework. What if I did that? What if I did mystery math? What if you just fucking had me go, hey, you got to help my kid with his fucking math homework? And I just talked. That is the came like, All right, dude, look, multiplication tables. Here's a trick. Uh, with nines, all you got to do is understand that whatever the sum of the multiplication is, it'll add up to nine. So nine times one is nine, right? And nine times two is 18, but eight and one is nine. Ha ha. And nine times three is 27. Uh, And seven and two is nine. But also here's another trick that you don't even know. There's two different tricks. Also, nine times two is 18, right? But also later on, nine times nine will be 81. It flips. So here's the thing. You go nine, 18, 27, 36, 54, and then what? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. 36, 45, and then it starts to reverse. 54, 63, got it. Uh, seventy-two, and then uh, eighty-one. It all flips. It reverses. The first five become the second five, but in reverse. Ooh, when I showed uh, I think I showed my seventh grade class that, and every and my teacher just looked at me like, ah, if you're if you could figure this shit out on your own, why are you so bad in class? Why are you such a dick? Because I was. Uh, but that was one of the first times I actually thought I contributed to something. I stood up and I go, hey everybody here. I like I said it to my teacher or whatever because right? it was that thing where I don't know. I think it was. I didn't want to do algebra or something. I came up with a shortcut. You know, you know how you do that. Look, smart people do that all the time. The bottom line is I'm will hunting. All right, if you are gonna ask a fucking question, I'm going to sweep up your hallway. I'm going to solve your big fucking problem. Uh, I'll do all that on Cameo. You want me to sweep a hallway and solve a problem? Hire me on Cameo, please. I need the $15 and Cameo needs the five. Hey man, who wants to be an Uber and Lyft person? I don't know why I'm plugging this anymore because nobody does ever. If you're a first time Uber or Lyft rider, use my codes. Lyft is Mike720057, M-I-K-E-720057. Uber is DJZW1YTTUE, DJZW, the number one, Y-T-T-U-E. Use that code if you're a first-time rider and I get rides, nobody fucking cares. But if you want to be a driver in this burned-down hellscape of a country we've got rolling now, use my code, please, and then cool things will happen to you and to me. You, you'll use my code and just know that you helped out your internet chum and me. I'll get money which I like. I like being your uber pimp. Don't make me heat up a hanger and beat you to death, Nina Blackwood. Get out there and fucking hit the streets. I have a YouTube channel. Why, certainly I do. I also have a Twitch channel. What? Of course I do. Uh, Twitch is... uh, <laughs> Twitch Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy. YouTube is youtube.com slash the 40-year-old boy. Twitch, I'm playing games all the time. Uh, I won't be playing uh, tomorrow, which is Friday, but I'll be playing Saturday. You want to come watch me be the Witcher? I'll be the Witcher and I'll run around. I'll get some new armor and I'll, I'll fucking. Uh, wow. In the middle of a fight the other day, I had beer. Like, I was trying to, you know, you have to eat stuff to gain strength and it just chewed randomly. So I'm starting, I'm drinking beer. I got drunk in the middle of a fight. I'm like, this isn't fucking good. I'm fighting one of the wild horde. But I wound up defeating him, which was fine. He, he killed me once, but then I defeated him uh, because I learned how to run away and then hit him with blasts. Um,. So that's on Twitch. Go ahead and be a follow and subscribe on that. YouTube, please follow that channel too. Uh, Like I said, plans are coming. As I mentioned, this first month is me kind of getting my life squared away as witnessed by today's show that you're listening to on Friday fucking morning. Um, Work is going to be more of the concentrated uh, activities in February, including my mailing list. If you want to be on my mailing list, send me a note at heymikeadme at gmail.com. Heymikeadme. At gmail.com. I will get you on the list post haste and we will send you out there. Uh, and soon, like I said, there's going to be a test newsletter going out at some point in January. And then in February, we start in earnest. Uh, and if you're earnest, by all means, get on the list. You want, to, can't want to, don't want to miss that. Uh, did you know I have an Amazon link? Of course you do. First of all, hey, Mike, add me at gmail.com. That exists. Like I said, send a note and I'll get you on the list. I have a SoFi link. Look, man, if you got a thousand dollars laying around and you want to just invest it in something, you can invest it in this app, and then you get a hundred bucks and I get a hundred bucks, and then you can just take your money out. Like that's the thing. After like a week, you can just take the money and your hundred bucks. I'm not joking. I've done it. It works. Uh it's free money. It's a free hundred for you, it's a free hundred for me. All you gotta do is and SoFi's not going anywhere. They just named a fucking stadium. So they're a legit company. And I got this directly from a friend of mine who knows all about money. He owns like three houses, and it worked. And I've had other listeners do it and it works. And boy, would it help me this month. So, if you got a grand and you want to put it in SoFi and start investing, because I will tell you this too, I I did it and I bought, because you get the hundred bucks and you got to buy like a stock. But then you can sell the stock like the next day. It doesn't matter. You get your fucking money back. But here's the thing I bought a fucking dope stock. Like, I'm like, all right, weed, maybe that's moving up. And by the time, like, I gave it a week, I was like, all right, let's see if this works. Nope. It like went way down. And then I got another hundred bucks because of a listener referral. And fucking uh, SoFi bought Boeing for me. I'm like, oh, really? So I get what am I doing? I'm buying weed and planes that crash. What am I doing? I'm the worst investor of all time. So my 200 bucks became, uh, was it like 189? I lost 11 bucks, but I got it the fuck out of there. I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Uh, but you're smarter than me. You'll find a better stock and whatever the fuck else. So if you want to do that, I'll send you the link. I'm going to post it. Eventually on my uh, on my Facebook page, one of the on the Joker's page, and if you want to use it, that'd be great because it would truly help me out. Um, what else? The uh, the main list. Oh, Amazon. If you go to myshmakomedy you can go to the merchandise page, which we all know is the Joe Business page, and then there's of course the Amazon link. Click on that, and then hey, you're shopping, man. You're you're biffing around, you're looking, you're rolling, you're buying stuff, uh, and I'm getting a taste of it the whole time because you're in there shopping, and it cost you nothing, man. 10 seconds to find my website and the link and click through and you're buying Amazon stuff anyway. So why not bring me along with you? Don't you want somebody to ride shotgun with you while you're shopping? Well, I'm right there on your shoulder, like an attractive parrot or an irritating gazoo. I'm right there for you. dum dum. Go ahead and use me and buy some cool ass stuff. Uh, and I'm there and it's there. Go to Mike, <laughs> go to the merchandise page. How much money am I going to steal from your people? This is my job, though, right? This is my job. I have to keep telling myself that. Uh, So so go to the Amazon link. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. It's a perfect relationship. We get money, they get money, you get stuff. You want stuff, I want money. They always want fucking money. Jeff Bezos has to put together a hit squad to kill a Saudi prince now, so he needs every fucking dime he can get. So go ahead and buy something from Amazon through my link so I get money, he gets money, and you get stuff. Please? Uh, Thank you. I have a Patreon page who wants to be a Patreon patron. Let's uh, first of all let's thank Jeff Thomas. Our buddy Jeff Thomas just uh, he changed his pledge, he boosted it up. Thank you JT, you're the king of kings, man, which again makes you Jesus Christ. But I'll take money from Jesus Christ. I'm not I'm not discriminating against anybody uh jt i hope you're well i hope you're good and thank you so much for thinking of me and boosting up that patreon and if anybody out there wants to become a patreon patron why wouldn't you it's there it's lurking it's waiting for you now i know you're like well mike uh you know it's kind of inactive. active it's like well i put the show out every week but also there are other things i need to do and yes i understand that and please please know it's all coming uh in the in the macro in the micro we're trying to make sure we eat the right amount of food and get up and sleep and exercise we're trying to get it's a it's a work in progress, man. My whole fucking deal is a work in progress. And it's been 12 fucking years. I'm not going anywhere. I may be a day late occasionally, but I'm still fucking here. So you know if you sponsor me via Patreon, it's going to be good for you eventually. Uh, and I've got other thoughts coming up with about traveling and coming to towns and doing shows. And like I said, all of that is is—it's uh, all in the hopper. It's all trying to be figured out right now. So Patreon, uh, Amazon, Twitch, YouTube, every other goddamn side hustle you can think of, Cameo, Uber, and Lyft. Uh, and now I'm going to do something here at the end of the show. I will tell you this in December, I had a Christmas stream on Twitch and people were extremely nice and they sent me things and it was a live video presentation and I opened gifts and everybody got to watch me open their gifts. And that was totally sweet and cool. And I dug it. Well, I'll tell you this, some listeners have taken it upon themselves to send... I checked the P.O. box. We letters, we get letters. Now, not everybody was writing me to tell me that they also have a fucking rogue vein of blood or whatever the fuck, blood vessel that's bursting out of their skin. Some people sent me things. And this isn't video, but you'll be able to hear me react live and uh, large and in charge to the things you've sent me. Uh, I I have three packages to open. Here's one. Let's squeeze it right now. And uh, it's soft. It's a soft package. Uh, but I'm going to open this here on the air. And if you've sent me something, stick around. I'm going to open your thing, no doubt, if it came here uh, you know, now. But this thing is like jammed into this envelope. And I got to use a scissors. So hear that? There's some AMSR. It's me doing a haircut. So. Boys football team looks tough this year. Oh, yeah, no. No, my boy didn't go out. He prefers to work this final year before he goes to school. Well, we're uh, we're still thinking. You know, he, I, I'd prefer he stayed in state, but he's looking at a lot of stuff out. I, he just wants to travel, and I can't blame him. You know, ever since we did uh, Epcot, it's it's been stuck in his head since he was eight years old. And now, you know, nine years later, the kid's thinking about just broadening his rides. I can't blame him. I mean, there's nothing around here for him about yours oh yeah I forgot he drowned last year all right so that's my one-man play of a haircut and now let's open this envelope and see what happens there we go I slice it with a scissors i go to tear it open this looks like it might be clothes this could be clothes ladies and gentlemen let's pull it out hold on there's a card that has come with it We pull out this card It's in a red envelope and it's addressed to Mike with some very nice handwriting on it. Uh, All right, hold on. Let me do this. Oh, I will tell you this. This is from Catherine Sweeby. Our good friend, Catherine Sweeby uh, from Montreal by way of Dawson Creek, BC. She has now moved and relocated to the big city. I met her in Toronto. I loved seeing her. She was hanging out with Vavoom, our buddy Ty. She is a terrific singer her and her husband, Matt, I actually did a... If you remember, I did a video presentation for her wedding. Look at all of you fine people that I love and enjoy. All right, let me just do this. We're slicing open the card. And we're going to see what that says. Oh, there's glitter on the card, which means it'll be all over my desk. Thank you, Catherine Sweeby. Oh, it's Santa's face, all right? Hey, Mike, Merry Christmas. Here's to a 2020 that kicks flipping ass. Love, KJo. That's my good friend, Catherine Sweeby. And this shirt is uh, this looks amazing. What does this say? Oh, hold on. It also all right, her card wished me a uh, a merry like she a flipping what is it, what are the cards? Like a flipping uh the uh, 2020 that kicks flipping ass. And this this is a fucking sweatshirt that says Merry Flippin Christmas Joey to the world. Uh now I all right, hold on. Is this Cause there's a dude on it too. That's not Joey Janela. It right? can't be who Joey. Who's, uh, I hate that. I don't know this off the top of my head. Joey to the world. Merry flipping Christmas. We're going to Google it right now on the air. Let me jump in here past this article on Guy Fieri, Mary flipping, Mary flipping Christmas sweater. comes up and it is uh there it is right there. It is. Holy fuck. No. Oh, I didn't even think about that. I thought it was wrestling because of flipping. I see a bat now. Oh, ho, 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 no. Oh, ho, ho, dudes. How dumb am I? How dumb am I? This is fucking Jose Batista, former Blue Jay, flipping the bat against the fucking Rangers in the playoffs. It's the GIF I use more than any other GIF. Whenever everybody has a great line on, tw- on, on fucking Twitter or, or Facebook, I just post this GIF and I'm like, you crushed it. This is fucking Jose Batista doing a bat flip. Like I didn't even... Oh, I'm so dumb. God damn, is that the greatest? I almost want, you know what? I feel so stupid now. I want to backtrack now and erase all that shit like I didn't know. I want to pretend that I knew, but I can't. But now that I know, because again, my brain is with wrestling, with flipping, and now I see the bat. Oh, dudes, you have no idea how fucking gorgeous this is. Now, will it fit? I don't know. Will it fit in two months? Yes. Will it fit now? Eh, I'll try it on. And if it fits okay, I'll put a poster, a picture of me wearing it. Or I might just put it like what of that, you know, that fat guy trick where they just lay it over their chest. Look at this cool thing. Fuck you. Wear it. Uh, dudes. Merry flipping Christmas. Joey to the world. Fucking Joey bats. Goddamn Jose Batista flipping a bat in the goddamn air. I am so fucking happy right now. Okay, Joe, you know me. You get me. And and I love you for it. Hi to Matt. Uh, this is fucking phenomenal. Oh, gorgeous. Toronto tie in. Can- See, we're moving to Canada. I got my fucking, uh, my Joey Bats fucking sweatshirt. I'm ready. I'm ready to fucking do this, man. Uh, thank you, Catherine. You're super nice to think of me. All right, let's get We got another pack. Uh, let me pull this out of here. Let's find this. All right, there's this thing, which is uh, international priority. I don't know where this came from. Um, all right, hold tight. Let's fucking open this. Let me, let me open it. Yeah, let's get one of those zippers. There you go. Open this box and oh, hold on. This looks like this looks like a video game of sorts, possibly a video game. And uh, it is, everybody. Uh, And a friend of mine had told me he would be sending this. I didn't know he was sending it now. This is PS4 game sticks shards of darkness from our friend Andrew Bennett uh, from Ben Spark Adventures i'm gonna read the back to you sticks returns in a new stealth adventure hired for a critical mission mission explore and master huge open environments as sticks alone or in co-op with a friend assassinate or sneak past enemies humans elves and dwarves but also much more fearsome colossal creatures and experiment with the new array of lethal abilities and weapons in your goblin assassin's arsenal fucking goblin assassin done you got me i love goblins i love assassins put them together fuck that spend experience points in assassination infiltration magic to learn how skills and improve abilities oops new skills and improve abilities explore recover valuable artifacts and ingredients to craft deadly traps and useful items and create clones of yourself to deceive your enemies uh what is it rated it's rated is it rated 16 or is it rated t for teen doesn't look like it's rated at all oh maybe there's filth in here oh violence and bad language there it is uh well i like violence and bad language certainly it's rated for 16 year olds or whatever sticks shards of darkness. And I'll put this in the queue. You know, I've got the witcher rolling right now, but I am excited to play sticks, shards of darkness. Uh, and drew, I will tell you when I'm going to do it. So that maybe you can join me. Although you are very busy with your Ben spark adventures and every other thing that you've got going on. Uh, drew, you are super cool to think of me. Thank you so much. I look at Catherine and drew and, and these are people I've met. I've met Catherine in Toronto. Remember I talked earlier about how we're all like kind of friends and we hang out and we're all fucking, this isn't just a fucking podcast where it's like, eh, whatever the fuck here's me and somebody watching star Wars which uh, I probably shouldn't go into, but I'm going to fuck this. I just saw there's some company called HeadGum. I don't know who the fuck they are, but they literally announced today. They're like, we've got six new glorious podcasts coming your way. And one of them, now look, I'm a day late. I shouldn't be bitching to anybody. But one of them is some dude watched Fight Club for 72 hours. And then, and then he gets people, guests to watch it once. I don't know if with him on the air and then they discuss it and he, he hates it because he's watched it so much. I guess that's the whole hook. Like he's sick of fight club, but he does a thing about, I don't, I don't, what's with all these specialty fucking shows. That's like, if I was like, Hey man, let's talk about salt for an hour. I mean, nobody fucking cares. Right. But it's all so niche. It's like, and then somewhere somebody's like, yeah, let's listen to that uh, fight club thing. And then another one dudes get, all right, brace yourselves. They gave a show to Lauren Lapkus. I know you're thinking to yourself, what? How? <laughs> First of all, I can understand you're saying how, because how the fuck does she have time to do another show? Doesn't she have like 75 podcasts and she's doing live shit all the time? I'm not saying she's not talented or great. and I don't say people love her, but I mean, I, I just, I don't know, I think there's probably a lot of undiscovered comedy talent out there that could have done this show, but whatever. You're looking for numbers, it's head gum, they're doing their thing. And this show... I, I couldn't, all right, look, it came out, it was announced today. I'm like, this isn't, like, I didn't think it was real. I'm like, there's no way this can be real. But sure enough, it's a podcast, and I think it's called, it's not even like a name, it's called Newcomers Star Wars. And it's it's Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer. And the conceit is, they've never watched them. They've never watched any Star Wars. So they're going to watch Star Wars and and talk about it. And I know you're thinking to yourself, well, I'll tell you what, if, if we needed anything, it was more Star Wars related content. Clearly, we absolutely need to get somebody else in the mix telling us about what they think about Star And I uh, look, and this cracks me up because I'm the one busting my own balls where I'm like, man, I can't do movie review shows. I can't do that kind of shit because it's just fucking low hanging fruit. Meanwhile, Lauren Lapkus is picking up all the fruit off the ground till there's none fucking left. The fucking uh, the, the new Star Wars and Nicole Byer. Look, I get they get it. They're incredibly talented, funny, smart women. And they should have all the fucking shows they need, I guess. But Jesus fucking Christ, another Star Wars show. And then like they didn't even Photoshop it right. Like it's fucking it's Nicole and and, and Lauren with it. And it just says like newcomer Star Wars in the Star Wars font. And then they have the Leia hairdos. And 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 I don't I don't know what you expect to gain. What What is, is Lauren going to be like, oh, look at that cute robot. Oh, that guy got shot. Oh, is that, what's his name? Greedo. That's a silly name. I mean, I just don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying she's not better than that. Okay. She could probably be funny and make hay out of it. That's fine. But, but let's get two comedians to talk about Star Wars. That's just, boy, I'll tell you what, the brain trusted head government and not like I'm looking to get signed apparently. Cause I'm going to fucking cut my own balls off here, but like that just seems like if you're going to roast it, like if you're going to have the two of them just go, this is fucking awful and talk about how bad Star Wars is, that would be fine. And I'm look and don't fucking yell at me, nerds. I'm not saying fucking Star Wars is bad. Some of them are. Some of them aren't. I didn't even see the new one yet. I don't know. But for me, eh, whatever. But the first three, yes, of course. Uh, well, not the first three. I guess The the middle three. <laughs> I don't fucking know anymore. That's the point. You know what? Maybe I should listen to a podcast. Sounds like I'm a newcomer and needs to be educated as well. But I don't know, man. You're handing out Star Wars podcasts to people. And again, like I said, Nicole and Lauren, I, they they get the numbers. They're both incredibly funny and talented. They got great followers on Twitter because that's all it is now, man. Hey, you got a YouTube following, you got a Twitter following. Let's hire these people. And it's like, because I, I, and look, I'm not accepting myself. There are tons of funny people out there who could do this fucking show. Not to even need to do this show. And if you want to review like a series, do a fucking Like, let me think about what movies do the Friday the 13th series. I'm sure that's out there, too. There's a bunch of niche motherfuckers out there. That's it. That's all there is. And I'm the one who's like, well, I can't do that. I don't want to talk about Batman because everybody talks about Batman. Meanwhile, cut to, you know, Lauren Lapkus. Aha, Fat Man or Batman. And she's doing shows about him and whatever. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. They're all throwing money at these people to go ahead and do these shows. And what am I doing? I'm sitting here putting on a show a day late and being sad and thinking you'll all fucking leave me. What a dope I gotta fucking start getting myself in gear. All right. One more package. Did you hear that? That was a bubble wrap popping. So there's bubble wrap inside this envelope. And this is fucking heavy. I don't know what the fuck this is. This is from Jersey City. So this is a, uh, I don't know what this could be. Hold on, let's rip it open. Let's find out what this could be. Uh, ripping that. And is there, a, I wonder if there's a note attached or a card or, hold on. Er, ripping and ripping. Uh, there is a note. It looks, uh, it's my God. This note is a scrawled. It's like, it's an amazingly handwritten note. It's perfect. All right. Uh, oh my goodness. (laughs) This is fucking awesome. Uh, Mike, I've been listening since Valentine's day of year one. Fully one third of my life has been spent with your dulcet tones jammed down my ear tubes. Thanks for raising me. You glorious maniac. Uh, man, that's fucking cool. That makes me feel great. XOXO, XO, Stephen Warren and rocket Chip Robin. And, uh, Stephen Warren I, is another person I've met. I met Stephen Warren. I believe I met him in Cleveland and he arrived late to the show. I don't think he even paid to get in. Cause that's when we were selling tickets at the door, buying ahead of time. And, uh, and Stephen arrived late. He never, he didn't pay for the ticket. He made up for it later, clearly. But I mean, he, and we have, I think there's photos. I think I have photos with Stephen. If I remember correctly, Jesus Christ, I hope I'm not fucking this up. I'm an old man. Uh, but, but I believe Stephen arrived late to Cleveland and we posed together and took pictures. And that note that he just sent me that I just read you is wrapped around a book. And let me see what this book is. Uh, oh no. Holy Jesus. It is uh man. This is the Prince book. The beautiful ones. The brilliant coming of age and into superstardom story of one of the greatest artists of all time in his own words, featuring never before seen photos, original scrapbooks and lyric sheets in the exquisite memoir he began writing before his tragic death and just slipping through it. Dudes, it's got old photographs. It's got a, here's a fourth quarter midterm progress report (laughs) when he was in fucking school. I mean, they went to the vaults. There's his high school ID. There he is as a kid outside of his fucking, oh my God, there's his mom. Dudes. Handwritten lyrics to uh, to songs. Jesus Christ! Oh my God! All of the photos from the Dirty Mind fucking album cover outtakes. Holy Jesus! That's fucking cool as shit. This is just phenomenal. Uh, here's all the oh my God outtakes from the Kiss uh, out from the photo photo shoots. Um, I never meant to fill your life with sorrow. I never meant to cause you any pain. I only wanted to one time see you laughing. I wanted to see you bathing in the purple rain. This is the early early draft. I wanted to see you underneath the purple rain. Uh, I never wanted to be your weekend lover. I wanted to be some kind of friend, but it was already your purple friend. I only wanted to be your purple friend, but he crossed out only. I wanted to be some kind uh, some kind of friend, okay? Uh, baby, I could never steal you from another. It's such a shame our friendship had to. End. Oh, it's all handwritten. Jesus Christ. Stephen Warren, you are our fucking king. Thank you so much for thinking of me, and this book is amazing uh and and it goes on that i I have so many to read because people have been so gracious and kind and sending me things and I love you guys. you know that we talked about that earlier uh Catherine Sweeby joey bats uh fucking Andrew Bennett with the sticks game this is this is you're all super amazing and really cool to think of me and and stephen man i'm I've been honored to be part of your life for for one third of it and and raising you eh. You know, not the show's coming out late. I don't know if you want to be the guy who claims me as the guy who raised you because you want to be better at your job than I am. But, uh, but again, I'm 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 always and it's not. It sounds phony. It's funny. I have I've listened to other people sometimes and they're like, you know what? This means the world to me and blah, blah, and all that shit and and they connect with their fans in a way. But I mean, I, I don't even. It's not even fans, man. You guys are my friends. And it might sound phony. It might sound ridiculous. But fucking, I'm honored that you guys listen to me every week. And and even though I miss the fucking bell. A lot of the time now these days, and I don't mean to. I really don't. I'm trying to get through gray days, and, and uh, you know it's all I, I, it's it's a shame that it turned into this. But but it's such a sh- it's such a shame my punctuality had to end. But uh, but I love you guys. I love Stephen and Catherine and, and Andrew, and everybody who ever thinks of me and everybody who listens. You know I've I've written this before. Anybody who's ever uh, listened or laughed at any to, to anything I've ever said, um, thank you. Because uh, otherwise, I'm not doing this, man. There's just, there's just, there's no me without any of you, and I'm, I can't believe you've stuck around for this fucking long. Because I've stepped on my dick in front of you guys, and you have still hung around. And I, I'm sure it's because there's, it's like a book or a movie where you're just waiting to see how it ends. Is it gonna, is it gonna have a good one? Am I gonna do the things I'm supposed to do, or be a car accident? Um, like I said before, I think I said it, it's like the Truman Show. At the end, when they're all watching, they're like, hey, what else is on? I mean, uh, once this finally does go away i'm sure there, there's going to be infinite number of things for you to tune into like i don't know if you've heard lauren lapkus and uh, nicole byer have a star wars podcast oh isn't that grand i bet they move directly into star trek after that won't that be great what if they, did they just go to lauren laps and go hey what haven't you seen what haven't you ever watched you're in uh i'm blessed I know it's a word that people don't really use. Well, they use it all the fucking time. I don't because I don't believe in Jesus. I should probably stop it and take that word back. Why don't I cut that out? Nah, no, I'll leave it in because I fucking made a mistake and said it. What the fuck? Who cares? Stephen, Catherine, Drew. Uh, I've mentioned Aaron and Rachel and Jolene and Mike and everybody out there who's ever laughed or listened or supported or cared or sent me anything or or never sent me anything. Just sent me notes, you know, Kevin has sent me a note recently. Our buddy, hey, our buddy Steve is another guy I want to talk about our buddy. Uh, uh, oh no, also our another buddy. I, I don't know if Steve wants me to talk about him. But uh, but our friend Scott, Scott Metzinger, he's uh, he just recently had some issues. And Scott, I hope you're feeling better. I hope things are good. And by the way, none of these people might listen anymore because they may be my Facebook friends from a million years ago and then they just stopped listening, it's, it's which makes sense. I get it. That's how Facebook does it. Like you become their friend and then it, you'll look at their friendships like you have not interacted since 2012. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. These people grew up or whatever. Uh, but for for every person like that, I've got a Catherine who thinks of me. I've got a Steven who thinks of me. i got a Drew who thinks of me. And uh, and so, yeah, by the way, go to the Joker's page and tell, tell tag Jolene. Say, hey, everything's going to be great. And, uh, and if you want to tag Steven and Catherine and thank them and, and thank yourselves and everybody who listened and, uh, because this is the fucking best, right? I mean, I, I know I do that thing where I get away from myself and I'm like, Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I can do this or whatever the fuck. And I, I throw myself in a funk, but then I snap out of it. Like I'll tell you this show, I, I just started talking. Uh, it was going to be a sound check. I was like, all right, let's see if the microphone's working. And then my brain, I went, just talk, just fucking talk. Do not stop. Cause if I stop, I'm going to take another 15 minutes to take a lap and walk around and go outside. And then it's just, it's just this, this weird thing that affects my brain and I'm, I'm, I'm getting past it. And I'm, I'm, thank you so much for hanging out. And, uh, and and or you're not. Maybe this is the last time you ever listen. Maybe you're like this maudlin motherfucker getting handwritten notes and free books. I don't want to listen to a motherfucker open free books. I can't listen to you getting goddamn sweatshirts. And he takes his Rangers fans are gone now because they hate fucking Joey Bats. You know Joey Bats is the king. I'll tell you what, with Joey Bats on with the Phillies, I was actually really happy because my friend, I'm like, you know what, I can get- podcast podcast, podcast.